and I mean, I dated a baseball player in high school. Those tight pants, they are something to appreciate. Anyway. Except when you don't have an ass like I do. <laughs> my boyfriend had a very substantial ass, so it was nice to look at. And the like one good thing Derek also, Jeter, that guy has a nice ass. Like, the one good thing also in the front, since you have to wear that cup, it makes mm. you look a lot bigger than you actually are. Exactly. Like those tight <laughs> pants don't hide nothing. Like <laughs> Welcome back to the sip list. I am Amanda and where are we? This is the podcast where we drink wine and or whatever and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And tonight I am joined by a newcomer to the show, which I am so excited about. It's Brizzy. What's up, Brizzy? Hey, what's going on? I got it. By the way, I got to tell you, there's a wine that you should try. I'm not sure if it's out in Texas yet. It's called, it's a wine company called Letson. Okay. L-E-D-S-O-N. I actually used to work for them in college. They're expensive, but their wine is very good. Well, I price, money is no object when it comes (laughs) to wine. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) They have a bottle of wine that everybody that I've given it to absolutely loves is, and you'll probably love the name. It's called Menage de Trois. Oh, I already drink that. No, this this is a a different one from the Menage de Trois. Okay. Okay. Yes. It's I was like, uh, I drink all their wines. <laughs> no, no, Menage a Trois is a wine company. And okay. then there's a wine company called Letson that's called Menage a Trois. Okay. And that's up in Napa, in Sonoma, where okay. I went to college with our good buddy, David. That's David. how we met. Uh, yeah, and I went to Napa uh, several, well, three years ago now. God, I'm old. Um, I want to live there. My friend and I have already decided to open a B&B up there and that's where we're going to retire (laughs) you should because there's a bunch of wineries there's a bunch of wineries next time you go give me give me a ring and i'll tell you a bunch of them especially one and this goes out to everybody it's called b b v j it pairs wine with pizza at their winery okay we went to one that i can't remember and it was in a castle which sadly caught fire and i think a lot of it burned down and then Duckhorn was one of the other ones that I really loved. That one's that so. one I've heard great things about. The other one, and I'm not sure anybody's a Star Wars fan out there. Kenwood has a wine called uh, "May All Fours Be With You," mm. <laughs> and the Cute. picture of the dog is the wine owner's dog, and the dog is named Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh my God, that is the <laughs> cutest thing I have ever heard in my life. Me and my wife bought three bottles. We drank two of them and gave the other one to my sister who drank it all that night with her <laughs> fiance. It was great. Obi-Wan Kenobi. That is fucking adorable. If I, if I ever, well, sadly for pets that I get, I already have sports names picked out, especially since I didn't get to name my dog. <laughs> I wanted to name my dog Adrian Pepperson or <laughs> Bark Stoops. And sadly, his name is Jack because that's what my daughter wanted to name him. So that's fine. Um, I dream of having a dog I can call Adrian Pepperson one day. 
That's so cute. Troy Bartman, <laughs> but that one's kind of overdone. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Try okay, well, it. that's cute. That's cute. So um, I guess I need to introduce you a little bit because you actually haven't been on my show. I realize we've talked on a couple of other shows, but this is your first time here. Um, I know Brizzy from Moral Combat, who um, he is sometimes a guest on and is good friends with David from Flops, who you guys met on the TV TV, TV guest stars. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then we were on Flops together. So that was the first time we really got to talk. But yes. we actually go way back to a competition on Moral Combat. <laughs> Where I thought we were going to be mortal enemies forever. Um, did I say mortal combat? <laughs> uh, no, you said mortal enemies and moral combat. You said mortal <laughs> it is combat moral combat. Okay, good. You, Sorry, you guys. Good. Sorry. Matt, don't get mad at me. Um, Let's go back to the replay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm going to play how Brizzy and I met. Um, I was on Moral Combat, as you all probably know, defending. Remember the Titans as the best sports movie of all time, which I may or may not agree with, but that was my pick for the tournament. And because well, they probably picked your actual pick, and that one probably won it all. Yeah, no, he. I mean, Matt gave me. He said, "I'll give you one of the first picks," and I was like, "Okay." Everybody loves Remember the Titans. I, I, I've got this in the bag. I also had a League of Their Own as a small second, which is probably what I should have gone with, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I went up against Miracle the amazing hockey movie miracle and Brizzy and <laughs> For those Bruce. of you that can't see her, she just <laughs> rolled her eyes. <laughs> no, Miracle's a good movie, but it's not it's not better than Remember the Titans. But anyway, Brizzy had some shit to say about that. So we'll yeah, let's let's roll back that audio real quick. <laughs> I'm going to turn this one over first and foremost to Brizzy because he was already upset at us, uh, not all of us. So, Brizzy, what, let's hear what Brizzy had to say. Hey, guys, Brizzy here. Matt, I apologize in advance, but let me have my CMP or CM Punk moment. What Marvel Universe are Johnny, Amanda, and David are in mm-hmm. thinking that Remember the Titans is better than Miracle? Are you guys high? That movie is Typically. so fucking sugar-coated. If you wanted a racial movie, go watch 42. That will make you super uneasy. That guy had it, Jackie Robinson had to do it all by himself. At least in Remember the Titans, they had a group that they can, they can get together in. So this is my other thing. Miracle is so historically accurate that they even have college players be right and left-handed if that person was right and left-handed. It is unequivocally better than Remember the Titans. And it's so good, the fact that you have to have the original sound clip of Al Maskell's saying, do you believe in miracles? Because they could not recapture it. You cannot recapture that moment in history. Miracle tells a better story. It does not have to change anything. Remember, the Titans could have been a high school musical because of how much singing they do in that fucking movie. <laughs> Miracle is so much better. It is tells more of American history of what the country was going through. If you want to end segregation, I would much rather people watch 42 than Remember the Titans because that shows you 
what people actually went through. Not just sugarcoat, oh, let's just all sing together. Oh, let's just go ahead and say, we don't like the times. Man, come on, give me a break. And also, you want to show what it takes to be a real athlete? How about O'Callaghan getting knocked down and not even being able to perform in the Olympics until he had to face the Soviets, and he takes somebody out in order for the captain to score the goal. So, guys, it is so important to American history that you represent miracle because that shows not only what the country coming together, but all the struggles that the country was going through at that time. You guys are all wrong except for Matt. Matt, I got you, buddy. Miracle is ten times better than Remember the Titans. Not to say that Remember the Titans isn't a good movie. It is a good movie, but it is too sugar-coated. Um, so, when I heard this phone call, so so you can leave voicemails at Mortal Kombat. They're kind enough to play our shit on their show, which is nice. I'm driving in my car. I'm on the way home from work, going to the grocery store. I'm listening to the episode. I hear this call from Brizzy, and he's completely losing his shit about how Miracle is the best movie. Remember, the Titans is stupid. Going on and on and on, and I'm like, somebody get this dude to Xanax. <laughs> so I pulled the car over. I didn't even get out of my car. I didn't do anything else. I pulled over and called back and left my own voicemail <laughs> for Brizzy and Drew. Um, which Drew, I still haven't got to talk to, but you guys both deserved my wrath. So um, now we can listen to that part. Uh, we did get another voicemail this week, guys. Somebody wanted to call and defend their pick, and Amanda had the following to say about Remember the Titans. And more accurately, uh, some people that called last week and were talking shit about Remember the Titans in comparison to hockey films. So let's voicemail see what battle. Amanda had to say. Hello, gentlemen. This is Amanda, your former guest representing Remember the Titans and host of the Sipless Podcast. Um, so I'm listening to this episode and listening to your friends go off on my choice, and I'm getting kind of fired up, so I decided to leave a voicemail. Drew, nobody set the standard that these movies had to be based historically on actual events. It was, what's the best sports movie? Not, like Dave said, what's the best sports documentary? So that point makes no sense. Brizzy, bruh, somebody get you a Xanax or a hug or something, a cuddle, a vacation. Bring it down a notch, buddy. He's on uh, vacation I right now, actually. But I got to get all these people to stop hating on me. Good thing is I won, so there's that. Hope everybody has a good night and uh, keep voting for Remember the Titans and have fun. Goodbye. I mean, she didn't just win. She fucking curb stomped me. Like, oh, my God, dude. I, I'm still missing teeth like a hockey player. That's how bad she curb stomped me last week, guys. She told me that she left me that voicemail yesterday when we were recording the sip list. And she didn't tell me. She told me, like, she's like, I had to pull over. I had to, like, before I went to work, I had to, like, leave this voicemail because I was so heated. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> I didn't realize, holy fuck, she got quite heated. She was yeah, she did. She actually very... immediately messaged me and was like, so I left Sorry. a voicemail <laughs> because you were all talking shit about Remember the Titans. I was like, you curb stomped the shit out of me. You like you you were angry after winning by that amount? Like, holy shit, okay. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, like we said, that was our friend Amanda from The Sip List. Go check out. Anyway, now we're friends, so I guess it's all good. You we made up really funny part. We made up on flops. <laughs> the really funny part is there was actually a second part to the voice message that I left because there was some extra shit that I forgot to say in the first one. Oh no. <laughs> 
Well, I didn't hear that. Should I? I can't remember I... what I said, but I remember I went, oh, yeah, I forgot to say this. <laughs> <laughs> you were very fired up about Miracle. So I love that. I, I appreciate the passion. And hey, Miracle is a great movie, but it's not the greatest sports movie of all time. And and I'm not even saying Remember the Titans is, but it definitely belongs in the conversation of, I would say, at least a top three. I don't know. Just my whatever. Well, neither one of us won. Miracle didn't, it wasn't even your pick, but a league of their own won. So I should have went yes. with that, which was after I picked Remember the Titans, I was like, honestly, full disclosure, because I didn't know everybody very well. And there's only one girl on the podcast. I yep. really didn't think a league of their own was going to win. I really did. That, it that movie is. So I feel bad now. Good. But I just was like, nobody's going to pick a chick movie. They're not going to do it. Oh, that 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 is by far the least chick movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like so good, it's so good, and especially since it's kind of based on a true story. I, I can't right. So, real quick, I don't even think I've told you this, Amanda. Um, when it comes to baseball, uh, me and my family are huge. Um, we are big San Francisco Giants fans. Don't get me wrong; we've all been born and raised. But I'm also a New York Yankee, Boston Red Sox fan at the same time how is that possible because it's because you need I, some xanax because you have a split personality because <laughs> you're crazy definitely i mean you've you've talked to david about me i am definitely crazy um me but too. the okay. reason being is because i actually had two family members that played one for the new york yankees and one for the boston red sox and okay. one of them they both had their name number retired pretty much and are in their selective teams hall of fame that's amazing and the one that played for the new york yankees is actually in the hall of fame as well okay i'll give you that that name being joe dimaggio what (laughs) so baseball runs deep in my blood Um, okay baseball will rule all and since we're talking to sports about my, so much, like you can tell where this is going. <laughs> it, there's a lot of baseball movies, if not on my list, definitely on my honorable mentions. Okay. Well, I'm from the South. So, you know, it's all football all day here. Um, <laughs> and, and baseball. So I will say I actually grew up liking baseball, um, but I'm from Oklahoma. We didn't, we had no sp- no pro sports teams until 2006 mm-hmm. and it's only a basketball team. So, you know, we grew up going to our local, um, it's not called a D league. What's it called in baseball? Minor league, Minor league. <laughs> um, the 89ers. And then, you know, we, we would go to games, but it was just never like, I can't watch it on TV to me. It's like watching paint dry unless it's the world <laughs> series, but going to games <laughs> is fun. Like I've been to Dodger stadium and, you know, in Oklahoma, we would get yeah. thirsty Thursdays and get drunk oh, on Thursdays yeah. for a dollar <laughs> beer. And, you know, it's, and I mean, I dated a baseball player in high school. Those tight pants, they are something to appreciate. Anyway. Except when you don't have an ass like I do. <laughs> my boyfriend had a very substantial ass, so it was nice to look at. And the like, one good thing Derek also, Jeter, that guy has a nice ass. Like, the one good thing also in the front since you have to wear that cup it makes mm. you look a lot bigger than you actually are. Exactly. Like those tight <laughs> pants don't hide nothing. Like, um, so yeah, I appreciate baseball, but I just, you know, 
where I'm from, football is the tits. That's what it is, you know. Yeah. Oh no, it's totally understandable. You're indoctrinated as a Sooner fan or a Cowboy fan, and you're, you know, as you grow, it's all about college football. Where I'm from, and you know, the Dallas Cowboys, fine in Texas, whatever. But I don't even care about that. So I lean more towards football, but I do like baseball and and baseball movies. I love baseball movies, so you know. But I'm with you. Great ones. There's some great ones out there. You're you're kind of like my wife. She doesn't really care for baseball that much, or really other certain sports one of the ones that she absolutely loves watching is hockey and mm-hmm. she's also one of the very first girls i've ever met that loves watching rugby which is a interesting. really interesting thing and so but one of our very first dates i took her to a baseball game she goes i love going to the games i go okay perfect go to the game i go okay what would you like she goes as long as you give me nachos and a beer i'm a happy woman mm-hmm. i'm like you are the woman for me let's go yes <laughs> So like, get me a hot dog and a beer and, and some shade because in Oklahoma and Texas, it's always a oh, hundred degrees Jesus, in baseball yeah. season, but yeah. And actually I love hockey too, or I really used to, I don't as much anymore because my husband doesn't like it. So we don't, we just don't really watch it, but we had a, a minor league team in Oklahoma city and in college, my friend and I, that's all we did. It was oh. like $10 to go to a game. Yep we would go we would crush on the guys we would listen to them on the radio we'd go out to bars and look for them like it was just like our thing like we're gonna go hang out with the hockey players <laughs> it's funny because that <laughs> was actually a job i'm not sure if i was able to hook up david but another buddy of ours uh was our first one of our first jobs in college was to work at the san francisco for the san francisco bulls a minor league hockey team and out in the cow palace which is like a rodeo kind of thing nice. <laughs> that they turn into a hockey rink. It was Why so not? much fun. It was so much fun. And David got to go there a lot of times too. It's just a blast. If you get a chance, go to a minor league hockey game. They're you fun. guys will not be disappointed. Yeah. More fights, more drinks, and yeah. everything is super cheap. Yeah. Yeah, everything. That was the thing. It was so cheap and it was fun. Like, and it was cold, which I always appreciated. Like, I hate being hot when I'm watching sports, like football, all of our shit's outside. And I'm like, I love going to OU games, but my God, I don't want to sweat my entire face off. Like, <laughs> So yeah, that, which Oklahoma City doesn't have that team anymore, but you know, it was fun. So I think I, and I think sports are different experiencing them in person versus watching them on TV, you know, definitely football and basketball and even hockey, I think are okay to watch on TV and you can still have fun for me. Just personally, baseball is not fun to watch on TV. Like it's fine, but it's just slow golf. I've never watched in person either. Cause I don't really care, but I can't yeah. watch that on TV either. Like it's just, you know, it's for dads that want to take a quick nap. And then be able to yell at their kids when they grab the remote to try to change the channel. Exactly. Exactly. It's one of these. My dad used to do this to us. Mm -hmm. I was watching that. (laughs) So my husband does too. I'm like, you're snoring and Tiger's not even playing. Just let me change the channel. (laughs) Tiger's not even on today. He's on tomorrow. Come on. But anyway, with all the sports talk, obviously, I guess I should say that we're going to count down our favorite sports movies, and we are going to do a, a maxi episode today and count down 10. Thank um, you for doing that, by the way. I had a call, just so that people know, yeah. I had a call in and asked if we can do 10, because I could not window it down to five. Brizzy called an audible, and I said, okay, let's do it. Um, to be fair, I said to you, and I've, I think I've said it before, I need these to be categorized. So my top 10 are really my, 
I would say my back five are more like, you know, I went a little off the wall. And then my other, my, my top five are more like movies that I really love that I can watch over and over. But if you were to say, what are your top five favorite sports movies? This list could easily change tomorrow. Yeah. But that being said, I think we're going to have fun. Uh, the, the way that I did mine was when it comes, I tried to do it where when it comes to sports movies, the movies that automatically pop into my head, those mm-hmm. were the ones that I was going to go for. So I made a fat ass list and then I wrote my top 10, looked at it and said, no, rewrote it again. <laughs> so no, right? I think I did like four or five different top 10s. Each one was different, but the like last three kind of remained the same or at least the last yeah. two definitely remained the same. Yeah, I agree. So um, before we go there, are you drinking anything tonight? I am drinking a beer, and this nice. is in honor of uh, my buddies over there on Flops. Uh, this beer we always drank in college, and at first I was not the biggest fan of it, and now I became acquired to the taste, and I'm loving it even more. It is called Great White. Okay. Great White from Lost Coast uh, Brewery, which is a brewery home, native homeland of Derek Carbiner. Okay. And yeah. that, where is Derek from? He's from California, right? Or Humboldt. No? Yeah. Okay. Up near Humboldt. I don't know where that is. But <laughs> it's, it's almost like towards Oregon. It's like right. Okay. Pretty gotcha. close to Oregon. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, I am drinking some wine. Nothing fancy today. Um Boda box uh, Malbec. Nice. So, <laughs> oh, real quick, because you always mention them 19 crimes. Yes. Great freaking wine. So great, in fact, that me and my wife had it as our wine of choice at our wedding. Which one did you have? Oh, you we had we had the Cabernet, a Merlot. Um, we also did the hard Chardonnay. And I think, and then I think there was an extra extra couple bottles of Zinfandel I think nice. we had too we tried to keep it all red because we did a Harry Potter themed wedding and we thought it would be really cool <laughs> for people to do like put their phones up to it and see people move on the wine bottle it's so cool like I can't I can't get enough of how cool it is um and especially now the Snoop one and the Martha one are pretty cool um wait there's a Martha one yes you haven't listened to my new episode have you Ooh. Yes. Oh, so, no, sorry. There sorry, is a Martha Stewart right now, one. So <laughs> I got to check that out. If I tell my um, wife that she's going to be all excited. And it's actually, so it's called Martha's, Martha's Shard. So it's a Chardonnay. Oh, and I'm, that's my wife. I, I can't do I'm not a, I don't, well, so I don't like it either. It was actually pretty good. It, I would say it was closer to like a Sauvignon Blanc. Like it was okay. drier than most Chardonnays. Cause I don't like Chardonnay either, but I was like, I have to try it. Yeah. Maybe one day these guys will sponsor me, but yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things that she says on the label, she says, um, work hard, play hard, drink shard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good motto for life. So I appreciate that. Um, so it's yeah, funny definitely... that they put a white collar crime woman on. <laughs> I think it's just because her and Snoop are friends. They are. But... I honestly, when I got the Snoop bottles, um, I was really hoping he was going to say something. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. I live, there are people around here that love to drive with their super loud engines. And I'm like, this is a, this is a subdivision, people. Calm your tits. (laughs) 
I didn't pay three hundred thousand dollars for a house to listen to your bullshit. Blah blah blah. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Okay, so I was really hoping he was going to say something about you know the murder was the case. I was like, please say something and bring that song into this. He did not, but it's okay. Nope, <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll live. Maybe I'll make one. Okay. So we are going to do some sip libs real quick, and then we are going to get into our lists. If I can find my sip libs, where they go. All right. So in honor of favorite sports movies, this one is called New Olympic Sport. So yes. apparently we're going to invent a new Olympic sport. So Brizzy, I'm going to let you go first. Give me a noun. Uh, Don't hold back. Wad. Oh, good one. Okay adverb sexily that's not a word but i'm making it one number five okay animal plural um trash pandas (laughs) (laughs) okay adjective um blue (laughs) blue yeah haven't you listened enough to know what adjective you're supposed to say let me see i have but i always forget it's okay grammar (laughs) uh i get a number i guess let's go for 69 it's obvious all right give me a noun uh he she what who he she (laughs) oh like okay i got it (laughs) i was like wait what okay verb ending in s fucks Adjective. Uh, isn't it like fuckable? It's. I'll. I'll do it on the next one. You can give me your own adjective. Okay. Uh. Sexy. All right. It is certifiably that's it. Fuckable. <laughs> I got hit once many times in the head. I always forget things. <laughs> it's okay. Me too. All right. A verb ending in ing. Uh, a verb? Yes. Um, it's an action word. Fearing. Spearing? Fearing. Fearing. Yeah. Okay. Spearing. Okay. Fearing. Verb ending in S. Let's say torches. Nice. Okay. Adjective. Uh, I guess fucking will work, wouldn't it? Uh, no. no. Um, uh, screw. No, wait. Adjective. Adjective is a description word. I was trying to think of how to say fuck with that, but I don't think you can. But you can say screws. Or no, screw. that's a that's a verb. That's a verb. Fuck. Uh. Wiry. Wiry. Okay, I don't want to know. Noun. Um, how about ball sack? There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. Verb ending in ed. Fuck. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and a length of time. 
Um, let's say 84 years. Oh man. I wish I had that one. <laughs> Why? There's, a, there's a term, there's a term in our uh, local that we always use, which is a cunt hair. How that, so that's a really short amount of time. I hope <laughs> because if it's we always, long, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Cause what happens is we cut something and like, if it doesn't fit, like the guy goes, gives it back to you and goes, you need to cut it and cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> cut hair shorter. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Let's hear about our new Olympic sport. <laughs> Let's see. New this year to the Winter Olympics, I'm going to say, because we're about to have that. New this year to the Winter Olympics is the sport of dickwad tag. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I want to know, but I guess we're going to find out. People sexily compare the sport to that of the five meter relay. The sport is played where four trash pandas are each given a standard dickwad, with voicemail access in separate blue rooms from the other players, okay? Each of the team members on the team is given 69 words on a he-she. The the timer fucks when the sexy player on the team picks up the dickwad to leave a voicemail for the certifiably fuckable person. Fearing the first word on the he-she. What? Okay. As the event progresses, each person torches one word from their he, she, until finally the wiry person has left a voicemail for the sexy person with all of the words on it. At this point, the sexy person must type the he, she of words into a ball sack and submit it to the judges. The score is fucked upon speed and accuracy with an 84 years handicap for every incorrect word at the end. (laughs) what i think this is a sport that is not televised they just tell you and the winner is this random ass country why why do we have to leave voicemails i'm so wait i'm so confused okay yeah i don't know okay well dick (laughs) dick wad tag there you go that is not the olympic sport i would like to see nope um (laughs) it sounded a lot more fun than it actually came out to be yep Anywho, <laughs> all right, so we have our top 10 movies, and yes. um, how many do you think we're going to have in common? Actually, the way that you describe yours and the way that I've done mine, I think we might only have maybe one or two. I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and say two. I feel the same. I actually think maybe just one. <laughs> uh, I think you're kind of correct on that. I, at least for my, my uh, back five, I did not go the traditional route because I was initially, I was like, I can't narrow down my actual, actual favorites. Like it's too hard. So I was like, let me pick yeah. ones that I like that aren't traditional. Yeah. The way that call. I did mine is like, if I was flipping through the channels and I saw this movie on, I would, I would just leave it on. I wouldn't change the channel at all. Okay. And that's how I kind of went through it. And that is the same for all of my movies as well. So you go first. What's your number 10? Number 10 is actually a movie that is a Disney movie. And it's with Shia LaBeouf. 
It's called the Snow Dogs game. or Sled Dogs or no, 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 no. <laughs> it's actually a golf movie. It's called uh, the Greatest Game Ever Played. Okay, I don't know this uh, one. I think I've is, heard of it. A lot of my movies are based off of true stories, so I, okay. I'm a big history buff. So I love me too. It. Um, it is the only amateur to ever win the U.S. Open. Oh, and okay. this this guy went up against like the heavy hitters of golf during that time. Uh, one of the guys who like were was considered uh, the inventor of the golf swing that we use today. Like he, it's super super good. Um, Shia LaBeouf does an amazing role, and they have this uh, little kid be his caddy, and his little kid does all these like random ass like uh i guess they're called euphemisms where it's like mm-hmm. easy peasy lemon squeezy kind of stuff like that oh yeah <laughs> and like uh throughout the movie he just does that stuff and it's just it's absolutely beautiful beautifully done it's um the golfer's real name is uh francis we met and uh he actually became a business person and then ran the pga never became a professional athlete himself even though he won the u.s open during this time and he was from a poor french it's just it's a good-hearted film it's super 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 beautiful and it's a big fuck you to the guys of golf during that time because they were all blue chip uh silver spoon in your mouth kind of players and the guy that invented the golf swing was actually a poor kid and same with francis we met he grew up through nothing and they these two guys became the face of golf in that era it's it's i can't and it has one of the best quotes i ever heard and i try to live by it it's uh there are two kinds of people in this world those who keep their uh or there's one there's only one type of person in this world those who keep their nose clean and get the job done and so it's it inspired me to just always put my head down and work and when i was in high school playing sports that's all i wanted to do was just keep your head clean don't do anything that's gonna fuck up your career just play the game the way it's supposed to be played nice okay so this is pretty crazy shia i'm guessing it's right before he went crazy. I always loved him as an actor. I even remember him like way back from like Project Greenlight. And like, yeah, it kind of makes me bummed out for him. But yeah, okay, that sounds good. I'll have to check that out. It, if you have Disney Plus, it's definitely on there. Okay, I do. Okay, so my number 10 is a movie that probably... I'm trying to look up the year real quick because it might have come out before you were born. <laughs> I watch all okay. the movies, so I, I watch. I've gotten the whole spectrum of movies. My dad t- taught me. My mom and dad taught me well. So okay, good. Well, this is a very uh, cheesy uh, 1990s, so right on the edge of the 80s cheese movies, and it is Side Out. It's a volleyball movie. I've heard of it, never seen it. Okay, so it's. Um, see thomas howell who i love from the 80s like he's just great and basically this kid moves to california he's gonna be a lawyer and he starts working for i don't know his uncle or someone passing out eviction notices and he meets this guy who monroe who's like 
a poor man's Patrick Swayze, basically, but um, he's a like this professional volleyball player. And so they start competing in all these um, volleyball competitions. And, you know, it's very, very California, very beachy, very, you know, it's just all the quintessential 80s California stuff. Um, and, you know, it's this guy's teaching him and um Anyway, it's very competitive, like, you know, volleyball can be very competitive. And again, I, like I said, I went kind of off the wall of, you know, not your traditional sports movie. Um, It's a cute, not, it's not cute, I guess. It's a cool, entertaining, like, you know, 80s style movie, if you're into that kind of stuff. And definitely, um, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. So, and nothing wrong with C. Thomas Howell and guys with their shirts off playing volleyball on the beach. So. definitely not (laughs) and I guess I guess I don't really remember it enough to explain it but I guess side out is a a way that you used to be able to score in volleyball that I don't Mm -hmm. think they use anymore oh no they do or they use it but it's different I I don't really understand it but my sister played I got into volleyball a little bit my sister played in high school and I always loved going to her games and mind you she was a my younger sister but my sister always came to my games. I always went to her games. Like, yeah. that's how it just worked. And Volleyball's I just remember <laughs> uh, volleyball is fucking brutal. It's hardcore. Like, was, oh, it is my favorite was I, I had these uh, twins uh, that I went to school with, and they were on my soccer team. And so every time we were done with soccer, we ran over to my sister's school and watched the volleyball team play, the varsity volleyball team. Mm-hmm. And there was this one girl on their team that could just bike the ball like nobody's fucking business and she was just deadly like her and this other girl were just lights out deadly when it came to spikes and every time they set it up both of the twins just went like this because in volleyball games they go silent when they see something about to happen everything goes silent and when the (laughs) when the girl went to set and the ball went up into the air and the twins saw one of these girls go up to spike it all of a sudden you just heard "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh funny (laughs) and they did it almost every time it was great yeah we like to play pool volleyball when we go on vacation I'm actually a pretty good server but one of the last times I played these we played with these random guys and they were super hardcore and they were like spiking it at my face and I was like you know what I'm not ready to break my nose on vacation fuck this shit (laughs) goodbye yeah I'm out bye (laughs) the one that I like playing was uh soccer tennis it was just kind of like uh volleyball okay (laughs) <laughs> what is your number nine uh i absolutely love this movie it is the replacements with keanu reeves that is a great movie i i absolutely love this movie it's keanu reeves at his finest uh and that's where i got the word wiry from because mm. the guy comes up and he goes i thought you said he was fit i'm wiry <laughs> It's like one of the best lines ever. And then doing the whole electric slide to I Will Survive. Oh, it's just such a good movie. And I know my sister's favorite, one of her favorite songs ever is I Will Survive. Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to be played at our wedding. And I'm probably going to try to get everybody to do the electric slide just because (laughs) of that movie. You should. No, that's on my long list. It didn't make my my top 10 list, but it's, yeah, uh, a great movie and i i had to put it on yeah. it, it, it just every time i see it i'm like okay i gotta i gotta sit down and watch this and mm-hmm. have a beer it, 
it's got great, great things. And I actually used one of the lines during the Rams Niner games when the uh-huh. Ram player or the Niner Fred Warner took the cheap shot at Matt uh, Stafford. And me and Derek and our buddies are texting between <laughs> each other. Yeah. And, I, and then everybody's like, oh, that was a cheap shot. And I go, when the words of the replacements, that's why women don't play the game. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ha ha. <laughs> well, hey, that was no, a different time. It was a different time. That line was one fine. of the staples of the like I'm not playing football. Time. So <laughs> no, that is um that's a really good movie, and it's one that we'll watch every time it's on too. So yeah, I don't so good. I you know definitely like I said on my long list, so I'm with you on that one. And Keanu's good in it, and it's just a fun movie. So especially the cheerleading dancing. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Aren't those always fun? Um, I just love the fact that the woman can't uh, spell senators either. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're all replacements, including the cheerleaders. <laughs> or were they? I can't remember, actually. Uh, were yes, those they the were. Re- and okay. Also, before we forget, rest in peace, John Madden. Oh, yes. Man. He was excellent in that movie, also. I love it when a fat guy scores. What is that? <laughs> well, you get a fat guy touchdown and you get a fat guy dance. <laughs> yeah, he was a really good dude. Obviously great at his career and good at, you know, poking fun at himself. And I mean, one of the most epic video games of all time spawned yep. by him. So you can't. And I didn't even know this. He actually grew up where I grew up in Daly City, California. Oh, that's cool. And when they did the documentary, there was actually a couple places that he talked about that are still up and running today. Yeah, he is definitely a legend and will be remembered well. So RIP and good for him too. So, mm-hmm. all right. So my number nine, again, is going to be another off the wall one, which I'm sure you will not have. And it is Whip It, which is about I love roller that movie. derby. I love that movie. Uh, Elliot Page, right? Yes, I yes. fucking love roller derby. Done it by is Drew Barrymore, amazing. Yeah, and her first directorial, her directorial debut. She so killed it. Yes, killed it. I think that was one of the one of the first few movies that me and my wife watched together. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. so good. It's great. Yeah, I mean. And, and I've, you know, that was another thing we had in Oklahoma City for a while when I still lived there was roller derby. And again, in the same small arena where they did the minor league hockey, like, but it was so much fun to watch and it's so intense. And it's like, I, I can't, you know, all these chicks out there beating the shit out of each other, basically. Oh, yeah. And it's not safe. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's very not cool. at all fun to watch. It's, you know, and Elliot Page, formerly known as Ellen Page, who I've always loved, you know, Juno and Whip It and Umbrella um, Academy. Yeah. Um, is it Inception, right? Or no? What was the movie that? Yeah, Inception. Okay. Okay. Where they so, a dream inside of a dream. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing him do more now that, you know, come out in a different capacity yeah. and all that. Like I would like to see because I want to see what they're going to do. Great actor. Yeah, I they, want to see what they're sorry. going to do now with Umbrella sorry. Academy. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I was going to say, too, me and my buddy, uh, one of my best friends, we used to, because they used to do the roller derbies on TV mm-hmm. where I lived in uh, in the Bay Area. And so me and my buddy would always watch wrestling 
and then watch like mm-hmm. roller derby right after that. So it was yeah. always, that was always fun to do. Yeah, roller derby is badass. If you guys have not ever seen a roller derby, or even if you have and you haven't seen Whip It, I totally recommend it. I mean, it's stellar cast, like we said, Elliot Page, um, Drew Barrymore, um, Juliet Lewis, who I also adore. It just, you know, it's a, a Marsha Gay Hardens, and it's a great, great movie and lots of fun. So roller derby, not a sport that people talk about much or appreciate, but I love it. So. All right. What's your number eight? My number eight is something I am actually very passionate about. Um, and it's actually my, seven, my <laughs> eight and seven. No, it's not Miracle. Um, but it has to, both my eight and seven movies has to do with this particular person in this particular team. Okay. Uh, it's called uh, Eight Men Out. Okay. Uh, it's with- I have uh, seen it. John Cusack, yes. uh, a very young, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, Wild Thing. Oh yeah, Charlie uh, Sheen. Charlie Sheen, thank you. Um, <laughs> Michael Rorker is in it. Uh, uh, God damn, my mind is going. Christopher Lloyd is in it. Like this is all, this whole movie is about the 1917 Black Sox where they throw the World Series. Oh, okay. And it's been so long since I've seen it. Like I can yes. kind of remember it, but not like really remember it. Um, it's a beautiful movie. It really focuses on uh, John Cusack's character, who's the third mm-hmm. baseman. But it really portrays because I've done book reports, I've done essays all about the Black Sox, and I'm one of the firm believers. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants Pete Rose to go into the Hall of Fame, and I'm actually against that. Um. Because I believe, like, if you're, yes, Pete Rose, I technically deserves to be in it, but you got to put the other guy who deserves mm-hmm. to be in it more, which is Sue Show Jackson. Sue yeah. Joe Jackson did absolutely nothing wrong. If you look at his stats, it, it shows everything that had happened to that team and why they did it and how the gamblers were able to accomplish such a feat when it should never have happened in the first place. Yeah. Which asshole actually would pay his players, which is what baseball is going through now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's hard because I think, I think cheating is still cheating or maybe it's not really cheating, but that's kind of how I feel about like Pete Rose. You know, it's like. That's, that's my big issue because for Sue Jackson, it was actually never actually shown that he cheated. If you look at his stats, his stats does not show like the rest of his teammates. And there's actually documentation of him trying hmm. to give back the money to his manager to tell him what's going on. Like okay. there's all these things. And yet Pete Rose in every fucking clubhouse, they actually <laughs> say you cannot gamble on baseball. Right. And what does you do? You gamble on baseball. So yeah, you do not deserve to be in it, dude. And even, even Johnny Bench says that he doesn't even belong in the Hall of Fame because he did this. Yeah. And he played with the fucker. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I feel like, I don't know, though, sport, I think that we know that professional sports are mostly all about money. I think once mm-hmm. you get to the professional level, 
you're not playing because you love the game anymore. Not not to say that's true for everybody. I mean, if you want to talk about a Tom Brady, I think that he's still playing because, or was still playing it, yeah. because he loved the game. Aaron Rodgers, who I even can't stand, same thing. You know, the I think there are some people that played because they love the game, but I think for most people, especially lower level types, it's all about a paycheck. Yes. So of course, if you can, you know, it's about paychecks and endorsements, and you can find a way to make more money. But also we have to understand that, okay, like as a professional football player, your shelf life is very small. It's, you have a finite amount of time to make all the money you're ever going to need for the rest of your life, unless you become a sportscaster or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I can understand it, but also you have to be wise and not, you know, realize that you're, you're at a preferred level of certain things and you're a, you're what's the word I'm looking for? Elite. Yes. Like you can't just shit on it because you got there and you think you're too special to follow the rules. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would say even everything that you're saying, watch that documentary on Netflix, bad sport. If you listen to that, all the people that were caught cheating, they all were like, we needed the money. A lot right. of them were college students that said we need the money and how are we going to get it? Well, college ain't going to pay us. So we got to find another way. Right. But I also don't think that at the college level, it's not, I mean, your education and your room and board are paid for. Like, Mm -hmm. now I I kind of understand what they're doing now and like, okay, social media is using their likeness to get money. They should get money for that. I'm kind of on board with that. But endorsements and getting paid to play, you're in college to get an education. Yes. A lot lot of of them don't see that. I know they don't. And that pisses me off because- the reality of making it to the professional level of sports, especially in like basketball, do you know that only, I mean, only like six players start like yep. your, your likelihood, especially in like basketball or football of being the big star is very low. If you mm-hmm. even make a team, get your education. And then if you get there, get there. But if you don't, you have something to fall back on. Like yep, Exactly. And it takes away from just like the love of the game. And like, I don't know, we could go on about this forever. I have so many opinions about this. Next, (laughs) (laughs) I have very strong opinions about all of this, clearly, like I do about everything. Okay. Yeah, that's a good movie. I may have to revisit it. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's touching because of the way John Cusack acts, especially to the kids that Mm -hmm. he's trying to influence on how to play the game. It's really, really touching. The way John Cusack does everything is touching. I adore him. Anyway. He's very good. <laughs> okay. What number are we on? Eight? Eight. Nine. You're on eight. eight. I'm on seven. Okay. My number eight is Talladega Nights. Very nice. <laughs> Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. Um, I had two different racing movies, and I decided to go with this one. Um, the other one was Driven, which a lot of people don't know that one as much, so I didn't go with it, but it's actually really good. Is that the, is, which one's driven? Sylvester Stallone and, um, um, Burt Reynolds is in it. Okay. Uh, I was thinking it was another movie. Never mind. Um, it's not NASCAR. It's like, uh, it's IndyCar. Okay. Um, anyway, it's a really good movie. It's a lot less, not as well known, but I liked it, but, and it's not a comedy. So Talladega Nights is a comedy. I mean, it's a movie I quote all the time. (laughs) 
you know, I'm not a big NASCAR person, even though Texas Motor Speedway is five miles from my house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Will Ferrell as Ricky Bobby and, Mm -hmm. you know, just you get the insight into NASCAR a little bit, but also it's just so funny. And um, I don't know that I've, I know they call NASCAR a sport. I don't know that I consider it a sport, but what do I know? I mean, I guess it depends on how you define sport because there's a lot of people that don't consider cheerleading a sport. Cheerleading is a fucking sport. You work your body to its core, you know, NASCAR to me is more about agility in the brain and, you know, maneuvering, but, but whatever. Anyway, uh, I, I can tell you right now, like me and my wife have had several conversations about whether dancing is a sport or not. And she gets all pissed off when she hears all these athletes making a buttload of money mm-hmm. and struggling entertainer dancers, not making a cent for what they actually have to put their body through. Yeah. And I think that, I think the only difference between it being a sport and not is competitive because performance art is art. It's a career. It's, you know, like ballet dancing or whatever kind of dancing you do. If you're performing, that's a a performance art that you're doing for a paycheck. If you're competing in a contest or at like, you know, an Olympic level or even at a professional professional level, if it's a competition, it's a sport. Sport. Yeah, exactly. So the difference is semantics and what you're doing with it. But that's if you're a dancer in the Olympics, it's a sport. If you're sport. a dancer being dancer. paid, yeah, it doesn't make sense. ballet. It's it's art. Like, but I <laughs> but see it's what she's the saying. Same. But it's one yeah. the same. It's the same type of dancing that you do in right. either way. <laughs> but but people saying it's not a sport or it's not like gymnastics or like dancing or whatever. Yep. It's not a sport. Uh, have you Try seen again. what they fucking do with their bodies? It's it's <laughs> athletic. I mean, sport, sports defined by competition. So, yeah. And I, I guess it's defined by competition with your physical body. Yep. So that, I mean, if chess is a sport, dancing is a fucking sport. Like, <laughs> yes, very good point. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, love Talladega Nights. So quotable, so funny. Um, great movie. Something I quote on a weekly basis, at least. So, couldn't leave that one off. So, and again, one of the funnier ones, like I said, in my my back five, they're just kind of goofy. So it's a great pick, though. It's a great movie. Yeah. And what's funny is a lot of my picks were on the Mortal Kombat full bracket, but I I had a hard time with some of them making it farther and farther and farther. Like, wh- how far did basketball make it? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that movie's hilarious. But it's great, but it's not an epic sports movie. No, like, but that's that's what they, they always say. That's why they're, what, four idiots and a girl? Yeah. So... <laughs> Like that, that right there tells you everything you need to know. And they, they even admit they picked the movies that they loved. They weren't right. going over for overall dramatic, right? Not, like the natural wasn't up there. And that's right. considered one of the best sports movies all, out there or Raging Bull. And so like, and I, there's, there's, I'm not that. really saying anything. Like I'm just being stupid because that's how I do my show. If you listen to yes. any of my shows, it's not about critically acclaimed this or that it's, it's what, whatever you like what are your whatever favorites your what do you like yeah. yeah like i mean yeah so i'm i'm really just giving them shit but i was just because i wanted to win <laughs> <laughs> i'm a very competitive person if nobody's picked up on that yet all right <laughs> what's your number seven 
My number seven is Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you really did go heavy on baseball. I, I really did. There's actually a couple more on my list that are baseball related. And like, as a kid, I just, I knew baseball, like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I, I was true. I was trivia based baseball all the way so much that people called me Mr. Trivia on my baseball teams. I was asking questions. Nice. And like, this to me was just the godsend of what baseball meant. It's when you're a kid, the greatest thing ever is going out into the backyard, playing catch with your dad or your sibling, yeah. um, learning, learning your favorite players, learning like, I remember knowing about Mel Ott even before the movie mentions mm-hmm. Mel Ott, knowing about Ty Cobb, knowing about Shoes Joe Jackson. And then my one of my favorite quotes ever about baseball in any movie in any sense is the one that James Earl Jones does at the very end, where he literally says, America has been bulldozed, erased over and over again like a blackboard, but baseball remains the same baseball has told the times of what america and the world has gone through because even when the men weren't playing guess what people still wanted to watch baseball and they had the women played right exactly i mean it's america's pastime it's it's one of those things that brought countries together that would have nothing in common Mm -hmm. america and cuba have been against each other forever but when it comes to baseball for some reason, oh, you're good at baseball? Come join my team. Yeah. Like, and this showed that. It didn't matter what era you came from. It didn't matter if you were young or if you were old. If you could mm-hmm. play the game, you could play the game. Moonlight Graham. If you I mean, build it, got, they will come. Moonlight, that's the greatest thing ever is Moonlight Graham making the decision to be a baseball player or be a doctor. And the guy made, decides to become a doctor, but he got that one at bat that he wanted. And yeah. he got to wink at that pitcher. It's just... It's like Rudy getting to play in that one game. One game, (laughs) yes. And that one almost made my list. I was so close to putting that one on. But I know, I know for myself, like my grandfather passed away just in the beginning of COVID. And like he he wasn't the biggest baseball fan, but he was a football fan. And when I was a kid, he would always have this like little tiny football and just throw it to me. Mm -hmm. And so like my other grandfather was a baseball fan. And I used to play catch with him all the time. And so if once he goes or if my dad goes, I know I'm going to be turning on this movie because we would all sit and just watch Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It, it's just one of those things that because we've all lost somebody that we wish we could say something. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to need to say anything. You just need to play a game. You just yeah. need to play catch. And that's all you need yeah. to do. I mean, seeing the ghost in the in the field and it just uh yeah it's uh, it's so good i mean it they, chills. Even play, they even play baseball today on that same fucking field just to walk through the cornfields mm-hmm. it's not even fucking real none of those guys <laughs> are actually real but you still get like the shake the the, the shivers of like ty cobb walk through this cornfield mm-hmm. who's joe jackson mel ott Moonlight Graham, they all walked through. James Earl Jones walked through. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> but yes, we get it. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's that's a great movie. It definitely is one of the ones that makes me cry and one of Kevin Costner's greatest, earliest and greatest performances. Yes. So the only problem I have with it is it's really slow at parts. 
and it's it a is. little bit long. It's a little bit too long, but it's it's so well done. I love the yeah. time travel scene. Wait till wait till I tell him when he comes back. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> okay, don't cry. Don't cry. It's uh, gonna be okay. I, I know. I I'm, will cry. I'm trying not to think about it. Woo. <laughs> okay, great choice. Uh, on my long list, didn't make my top ten. Um, along with Rudy, since we just talked about that, didn't make my top ten. But that one on was the so list. hard not to put it, on my list because my grandfather loved that movie so much. So many of mine were so hard not to. Like I said, I had to just like go off the cuff because there's too many good ones. Yep. Um. Okay. So my number seven is another movie that I don't know if maybe you've seen or not. It's going to be for us '80s kids. If you know it, you know it. Over the top. Sylvester Stallone. I don't think I've seen that. It's one. the arm wrestling movie. No, I definitely okay. haven't. Okay. Um, so this is one that I grew up watching. Um, it has a soft spot in my heart, and also because I think because my parents were divorced, and I had the feeling of always like missing one of my parents, that it kind of stuck with me. But basically, Sylvester Stallone was married to this woman, or I, I don't remember if they were married, but anyway, they have a kid. She's super rich. Her family's super rich. She has custody of the kid. He's this truck driver who goes around arm wrestling people for money. And then he enters this like national tournament for arm wrestlers. And he gets to have visitation with his son. And so he brings his son along with him in in his semi truck. And they're going around and trying to compete in this arm wrestling tournament and all this other back drama with the <laughs> baby mama and Sue's. Anyway, it's super cheesy. Um, but oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> It's so good. I'm going to cry just thinking about it because it's so good. This little kid is such a fucking brat because he doesn't even know his dad and his dad's just trying to bond with him. But all he sees is this poor trailer trash truck driver. Um, And then he starts to realize, hey, my dad's a badass. And um, so anyway, I don't know that arm wrestling is officially a sport, but in this movie, there's a whole competition, you know, kind of like a karate tournament. It's like an arm wrestling tournament. And anyway. It's a cheesy 80s movie. Definitely worth a watch. I would say this. I just found this out. If arm wrestling is not a sport, then how come now pillow fighting is a professional sport? Have you <laughs> because seen Because men. I, that's the easy answer. It's because of men. What do you mean? Why is it a sport? It's Because of you fucking perverts. <laughs> no, no. It's actually full grown men fighting each other in like an octagon ring of MMA and just wailing on each other. I'll send you it on Instagram. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> and I want to join this professional sport. <laughs> I feel like I would die. But well, okay. So for you or for anybody else who has not checked this out, and it's not on all the time, it was just on um not too long ago. Um, if you've seen Dodgeball, you know that on Dodgeball they have this fake channel called the Ocho. It's ESP Ocho, and the yes. Ocho. The Ocho is a real fucking real thing now. Yep. And it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous the sports they have, but it is funny. So I could see pillow fighting being on there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I was about to say, well, that's what they did was when COVID was hitting hit, yeah, they we took watched all it. the sports from Ocho and put it on actual ESPN. Yep, we watched it. I mean, professional cornhole and professional cornhole. <laughs> my favorite, because me and my brother and my family play this, is spike ball, professional spike ball. Yeah. That thing is insane and is so much fun to play. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if whenever it's on, if you ever get to check out the Ocho when they show all these weird, random ass sports, it's funny. Um, 
1987 Sylvester Stallone over the top check it out it's it's 80s cheesy so you have to keep that in mind but it's awesome anyway oh I'm gonna cry sorry it's so heartwarming (laughs) at the end and then it's just like yeah anyway all right number six my number six is actually one of my dad's all-time favorite movies um I remember growing up and watching this movie so much, in fact, that uh, I could pretty much quote the whole goddamn movie. And every time we go golfing, we quote the movie. Is it Happy Gilmore? Nope. It's Caddyshack. Okay. (laughs) Another good one. (laughs) When we were babies, my dad would even pick us up because we all looked like chipmunks (laughs) and gophers and actually do the gopher dance and sing, I'm I'm all right. right. (laughs) Oh, man. And then when we go golfing, because now my little brother loves golfing. I'm like the one that doesn't play golf all that much. But we always go golfing with my dad. And when we do, I always start we go up to the cart vendor and go, I want a hot dog. I want a burger. I, <laughs> I just always say, so I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> oh, I just love that movie so much. Yeah, it's it's just, so good. It's so good. And the other crazy part is that this is how professional Chevy Chase and Bill Murray were at the time, because at that time they hated each other absolutely mm-hmm. hated each other and they had to do that scene together and they were able to put their feelings aside and do that scene together yeah it, they they're not shy about it chevy chase got i think yeah chevy chase i think punched or got punched by bill murray on saturday night live interesting i didn't know that oh i thought i knew i thought i knew all about that stuff i did not know that oh no they it was so bad that uh bill murray's brother had to pull chevy chase away from bill murray i think bill murray is a dick from from what i've from what i've heard from like between what you're saying and like the charlie's angel stuff and just like other i feel like bill murray is a dick really because i've heard that chevy chase is a complete asshole I could see that too, but I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, because I've they're... I've read different things. Yes. Um, you know, like I, I mean, I guess it just kind of depends. But I could see that. I I could see both of them. Okay, Chevy Chase was hot shit. I yes, mean, he was. He was funny, attractive, charming. Like, and he was with all these other comedians, Dan Aykroyd and Steve Martin and Bill Murray and Martin Short, who were equally or more funny but not as attractive so i yes. think that he was probably on this ego trip of you know i, I mean i could see that i'm saying this like yeah. i know i don't know this we is don't just know my take but okay? they, they talk about it all the time i mean he was even on howard stern talking about it they they buried the hat since right but they were like yeah the first time we met we got into a fist fight interesting and like but that that to me shows their professionalism where they right. could settle their differences and just do it and then also like they're phenomenal actors yeah so another part of this movie is you have one of the greatest comedians of all time in robert dangerfield yes rodney dangerfield like it's I, so good i love condos him. over there condos over there <laughs> yeah i adore him a caddyshack and um back to school are a couple of my favorite movies. So I, just, I, I love him. That one on my list. On my, on I did mentions. too. It's a swimming had, movie, right? I had back to the yes. triple Lindy. To this day, I want to see somebody <laughs> actually pull it off. 
I don't. I don't want anybody to die. <laughs> yes, Caddyshack, epic choice, a great movie, and I, I will never to this day. It, I have always tried to play the prank of putting a candy bar in a pool <laughs> to make people think it was poop. <laughs> the jealous music i die every time the other one that i always love is when the woman uh the irish woman uh danny's girlfriend is like afraid of being pregnant and she does the line thanks for nothing danny (laughs) i just laugh every time she says it oh that's hilarious yeah that, that is such a good movie um yeah again made my list not my top 10 and not for any reason because it could easily make it tomorrow like it's a yeah, great movie. exactly so like i said every movie i wrote down is a movie that i love and i would say 98 percent of them are movies i wouldn't turn off if they were on tv exactly and the, and the other two percent are just like oh i might find something better but it's still a good movie so i'm with you good one all right well we're not doing so great here but we still got some to go <laughs> well, i right. doubt that you have you might have one my number one, I think you will have. I think I have, I think one we're going to have in common. I think my problem is I've narrowed it down to two and either we're both going to have the same one or you're going to have one of them and I'm going to have one of them because they're close. I, I don't think we're going to get to the, okay. my last, I don't either. I don't either. My last five, I, you will have probably just one of them. Okay. Well, my number six, you are not going to have. And in fact, I will high five you through the screen if you have even seen this movie, because hardly anybody has seen this movie. And actually, let me tell you what year it's from. Hold the phone for a second, because I did look it up. This is a movie that my best friend growing up and I watched all the time because we loved um, horses and we loved Jake Ryan from 16 Candles. And it is Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken from 1991. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't think I've seen it. Hardly anybody has seen this movie. It was not a big movie. It wasn't anything anybody made a big deal about. And I don't think anybody remembers it other than me and my friend because we have a soft spot for it. But basically, it takes place during the Great Depression. And this girl has to run away from home. Um, She takes this horse with her. And apparently at fairs during the Great Depression, a thing that they did was horse diving. So a girl would get on a horse. She would ride the horse. They would jump off a diving board and into a pool. And this was a thing that they did in the Great Depression. I need to see this movie. What what is it called again? (laughs) It's called um, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Obviously, this is, and this is a real thing that they used to do. Um, Clearly not anymore for an abundance of reasons. Um, But basically what happens in the movie, this isn't really going to give anything away. Um, But the girl, she, you know, runs away. She joins this fair. It's kind of like a girl runaway joining the circus. And um, she's performing. She's this great performer doing this thing with this horse. And something goes awry. And she hits the water with her eyes open and she goes blind. So then oh, the rest of the movie is about her still trying to be able to do this performance thing without being able to see. And it's a big deal because it's like, she's got to climb this ladder. She's got to mount the horse. She's got to get the timing and all this stuff. And 
it, it's it's an absurd thing to watch like it's scary to watch because i don't understand how this was even a thing that people did and i'm glad they don't do it anymore anymore yeah <laughs> but it's beautiful and inspiring and again don't know that you would call it a sport but i would because you're Definitely jumping I'll a horse a off a fucking diving board and oh. into a pool of water so um it's not a comedy like some of my other ones have been it's it's definitely a drama but it's very like and then obviously she's in a romance with this guy who's like i think he's the vet um who is michael sheffling i can never say his name the guy that played jake ryan in 16 candles okay anyway anyway great movie great movie doesn't get any love and oh now i've been wanting to watch it again ever since i thought about it earlier so it's worth watching just for the death-defying stunts of jumping a horse off a diving platform. Fuck me. So yeah. Anyway. Um, real no quick, one. can I hit pause real quick? I gotta let my yeah. cat in and go to the restroom real quick. Okay. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do the same thing. I'll be back. All right. Thanks. Too. Okay. There we go. Okay. So definitely check that movie out. Um. So what is your number five? Now we're down okay. to the good stuff. So this one, every time I think of a sports movie, this movie comes into my mind and I've only seen it once in my life or maybe actually maybe not once in my life, probably about like two or three times in my life. Okay. And it was always, for some reason, it was always on when my family went to Tahoe. We have a cabin up in Tahoe and we went there every summer and we it was Ooh, always on fancy. right in the we got very lucky i'm just kidding (laughs) sorry (laughs) but uh and it was always on right when the summer olympics was about to hit um it was actually a tv show movie so it was actually done in two parts okay so it's actually called the first olympics uh athens 1896 and it's it's an amazing movie Every time I think about this movie, I try looking for it, and it's been 15 years since I could huh. even find it. Like, there's no streaming networks or nothing. And thank God for you and tonight, because it is on YouTube for <gasps> free to watch. And okay. I have been playing it just before me and you sat down. It is all about the USA team going to the Olympics, the very first Olympics, when they're trying to figure out all the sports, how to compete in all the sports. They even have this uh, mini series about, um, not a mini series, but a mini story about this uh, Greek um, military guy who uh, has to train to run the very first marathon and why Mm. they they do the whole history behind the Olympics. They tell everything. And there's this really, there's a lot of cool things. So like the United States were actually working with heavier objects than what they played with in Greece. And uh, yeah, they do all these things and they tell you. So it messed them up, right? No, actually made them do better. Like they, they made it so that way, like the U.S. And I don't know if this is actually factual or not, but the way that they're portraying is that they wanted the USA to like try to match the records of the Europeans for the distance throw, the time of the fastest run, the long jump, the high jump, everything. And there's like these little quirks that are just so freaking amazing mm. and funny 
there's um there's a character by the name of James Connolly who's actually played by David Caruso. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, yeah, super super young because this what year is came, this from? Came out in 1984. Oh okay, so yeah, it's and old. um, what was cool about him was he did the long jump, and what he would do is he would take off his poor boy hat, and for those who there's always these different words. I call them poor boy hats. It's the hats that you see in the movie, the newsies, like those little flat brim hats. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he would take that off, throw it. And wherever that hat landed, <laughs> he would always land just ahead of it to make sure he didn't jump on his hat. It was, it's really cool. And then they also did this whole thing of like the, the USA never had a uh, national anthem before. So they, when they went to Greece, the, when the military guys that were already stationed in Greece says, well, there's two songs that USA always goes to. And he plays both songs and the orchestra of the Greeks, the head guy wanted one song and the, his assistant wanted another song. So he told his assistant, use this song and his assistant switches the play sheets. <laughs> so that's how we got our national anthem was because this guy switched the play sheets Interesting. and that one was actually i i remember my mom telling me that was actually factual where the guy really literally switched the sheets on them huh okay yeah it's it's a it's a really good movie it's super long like the first part that i'm watching now is in, it's uh 90 minutes long the first part okay but it's a great story there's a lot of love huh. stories in it all about a team coming together, how they decided how to jump over the hurdles, how they did the pole vaulting, how they came up with their different forms. It's And everybody else was doing things the old-fashioned way while the United States were trying to figure out ways to improve. It, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. And okay. I'm so happy that you made me look this up because <laughs> now I get to watch this movie. Yay! I haven't seen it in like 15 years. That's and awesome. I tell everybody about this. Nobody actually remembers it. The only people that do is my family. Nobody's ever heard of it before. Uh, that's how I feel about Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken and um, the Shining miniseries. It's like mm. nobody's heard of it unless they watched it when it was on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, I'm, I wrote it down, so I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I didn't have that because I've never heard of it. <laughs> I, I, like I said, these next couple ones, like this one and the next one that I have, very, very few people have seen or even heard of. That's good, though, because I like, and again, you know, when we do the other shows, I was like, oh, we're going to have somebody in common, and then we don't. But that means we're giving people a lot more stuff to look at. So, yeah, I like it. Okay. All right. My number five is... Where did it go? Um, Hardball with Keanu Reeves. That was on my list. I couldn't put it down because every time that movie is on, I automatically change the channel because I do not want to cry. I know. Me too. It's That movie doesn't get a lot of love. Like, honestly, I think a lot of people didn't like it, and I don't really know why. Um, Man, did we run in did we run in different groups because everybody that I've ever talked to loved that movie except for what happens with g-baby right and i don't want to say anything i mean critics i don't mean like people that i know oh, but, okay yeah. okay yeah Crit- well critics are just assholes i know anyway, so. i agree i agree <laughs> um 
you know, talking about Keanu Reeves, I actually think that this is one of his better roles too. Very so underappreciated good. because he really plays. I mean, first of all, it, for people that don't know, which you should, it, it, unless somebody can prove to me that it's not true, Keanu Reeves is one of the, if not the nicest people in the entire world. So I have a buddy that actually got to meet him because he's working on something with him. Nice. Yeah, I, he said he's the nicest dude ever. I saw this. So there's this TikTok, and this guy is like, Keanu Reeves is the biggest dick in the entire world. Now I'm going to tell you why. And then he starts talking about how I was on a subway and I tried to talk to him and he wouldn't talk to me because he was delivering this woman's baby. And then he saved this guy from like cutting his own head off and like, like all this ridiculous stuff that obviously is proving Keanu Reeves is the best person in the world. <laughs> um, I even said on Twitter, I was like, I would like to see a movie where we could get, um, who did I say? Keanu Reeves. And who else did I say? Who are the other super nice Hollywood people? Adam Sandler? No, I said Keanu Reeves, Tom Hanks. Um, all right, well, anyway, I'd have to remember who else I said, but Keanu is obviously one of the top ones. And Tom and, Hanks is a great pick, too. Yeah, and just make them compete to see who could be the biggest dick. Like, I would love <laughs> to watch that. Well, that, that's the thing, because I feel like <laughs> Tom Hanks would be the biggest dick. Because he would know what to do because he's got that slapstick humor. Yeah. Where especially what, what he did where he played the the stupid Tom Hanks in Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like all he has to do is that. And he I don't know. Him. I I think Keanu has it because he's a real dick in this movie. In Hardball, <laughs> he is an yes, asshole that is true. until that he's is true. not. That like, is true. You know, he plays this very good, like, you know sleazy gambler type who's only in it to do something that's best for him like he plays a really just like douchey asshole kind of guy but then you finally do realize he has feelings um and you know basically he's taking this little inner city baseball team and turning them into something which he knows nothing about but he knows sports because he's a he's a gambler and he doesn't care about these kids until he does and then when he does it's like I, i don't know it's such a good movie. Cry it's my eyes out, but great. it's so the good. Soundtrack. The soundtrack is awesome, also as well. Love it when you come in big pop. <laughs> you wanna know my favorite part is so uh when this movie came out, I was actually playing little league baseball. Uh mm. I was so where we're at, we do triple A majors and then you go up to pony, is where it was. And I was playing in majors, and that movie just came out. And I remember like I made this awesome play and like everybody starts cheering. And I just remember turning my back to the, back to the field, like going back to position. And I just do this. I just go, I love it when you call me big pop. For those of you know, listening, both me, me and Amanda put Uh, our hands in the air. Yes. We both did the dance. If you've seen the movie, you you know. (laughs) If you play baseball, you had to do that dance. And then you got the little kids doing like, (laughs) doing twerking before twerking was even the thing. And then funnily enough, there is a person in this movie who is in another movie on my list who I will not name yet, but he plays a real asshole in this movie too. So I love when he gets what's coming to him and we'll talk about that later. Sounds good to me. Uh, So yeah, Hardball, if you haven't seen it, please check it out. You won't be, if if you have a heart, you won't be disappointed. We, We made a friend of ours watch the movie. She's never seen it like a couple of years ago. 
and one of my best friends he he forced they're like super close and he forced her to watch it and she just turns to him just balls out you fucking asshole why'd you make (laughs) me watch this movie it's really really good and it's you know obviously representative of how certain people live in in inner city neighborhoods so it's very you know enlightening to that but it's also just you know really centers around how sports can bring people together and how a love of a common thing can bond people. Um, And two, it it teaches this guy a thing or two about life and how everything isn't what he thinks it is. And yep. You know, so yeah. It's such a good movie. Oh, I can't watch it again. (laughs) Can't watch that one and million dollar baby. I can, I I can't watch them again. You know, I've watched Hardball a few times and I, I will actually watch it when it's on because I'm a, an emotional cutter. So <laughs> uh, I can't watch. That's the other one. I can't watch Million Dollar Baby again. Clint Eastwood's too damn good. Yeah. Morgan Freeman and uh, Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. Oh, yeah. just and I don't even really good. like her, but that movie was amazing. Oh, just so. too. It was too fucking good. I can't watch it ever again. Never, never, ever, ever. Ooh. Yeah, I have a few movies like that. Okay. What's your number four? Okay. Okay. I'm going to say this one in a certain way. Miracle Match. Mighty Ducks? Nope. The the name of the title is actually Miracle Match. I was oh. trying to see if you would get upset for me saying Miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a, a clue or something. <laughs> no, this movie okay. is called Miracle Match. It okay. is about, it's based on a true story about the uh, very first uh, World Cup games. Oh, um, okay. Uh, not the very first, sorry. But when they re-brought it back, I forget what year it was, but it was one of the very first teams that the United States sent to the World Cup. And um, it actually has uh, Gerard Butler as an American really? from St. Louis playing the goalie of the united states team um it also has the older brother from uh the oldest brother from tool time uh home oh yeah um i know who you're talking about i can't remember his yeah. name jonathan taylor thomas is he the oldest not one? him that's no. the that's the, the middle, middle one child, but okay. the older one that was also in fast and furious tokyo drift for a quick second uh, yeah, um, okay. i can't remember his name but um and then the best part is uh Patrick Stewart is actually the uh, voiceover. He tells nice. this whole story because he he plays the role of the reporter that actually flew to Brazil for to uh, write down everything about what happened during this World Cup. It's a fantastic okay. movie. Um, hmm. There's a couple of other guys that are in it, like the uh, like s- character actors that you don't know the name of, but when you see their face, you're like, oh, it's that guy. Right. So okay. Like the brother from my big fat Greek wedding. He's in it. He plays one of the players, and it's just a great story about uh, the North and the South coming together because there's hmm. these Southern players from St. Louis uh, that are supposed to be some of the best soccer players of the United States, but yet up in New York, there's a bunch of these other guys that are amazingly. Huh. In- two different styles that are trying to come to play together as one and the whole North versus South rivalry between each other. And it's really good. Gerard Butler, like does does not get a good enough credit. Like you, 
he does an American accent very well in this. He movie. really does. Well, I think he does in general. Not that, not that this is like a great movie or anything, but I like it. But the ugly truth, he is a really good American oh, yeah. accent. In that movie, like he's so charming and cute with his American accent. I'm like, oh. And like that, the other thing that I really loved about this movie is that in America, soccer doesn't get the recognition yeah. it does around the world. Um, there's this one scene where there's one of the players does not want to go. And one of, one of the reasons being because he's a prisoner of war because it happened mm. right after World War II and he does not, he doesn't do well in confined spaces. And they yeah, have I to don't fly. blame him. <laughs> so, so he doesn't want to go, but he's considered one of the best midfielders in the United States. And so he's talking to this old man and he, go, and he goes, I heard you made the United States team and he kind of brushes it off. And he goes to pick up a cigar and this old man grabs him by the arm and he goes, you want to know why soccer is the world's greatest sport? Because it's the most democratic sport in the world. You don't need any fancy equipment. You don't need any of this. All you need is a ball and a wall. That's it. Which that's why so many kids in (laughs) poor neighborhoods play. That's why people think that it's, a proper game because even the gents a blue blue collar people or uh, blue chip people want to play it's something that should be the future of sports because it doesn't matter where you came from right if you're good you can play i mean pele came from nothing neymar came from nothing messi cristiano ronaldo like all these guys that came from absolutely nowhere became absolute superstar why because they could kick a ball good and it's great inspiration it is absolutely a fantastic movie and it's a part of american history that people don't know about and they should because they went up against an english team that was primed to win the world cup Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna spoil the movie but it doesn't give away the movie because it's a history thing right They beat the English team, which was considered the best in the world at that time, which they played three weeks beforehand and got their asses handed to them and lost like six nothing. Right. And that's so, crazy. Like, it's it's a great story. You guys got to watch it. Patrick Stewart does a great, great telling of the story. And it's a part okay. of American history. It, and it, if you don't like soccer, it's going to make you want to love soccer. Yeah, I say it shouldn't matter, but yeah. Oh, I'm going to write that down. Okay. <laughs> Miracle match. See, you're giving me all kinds of stuff to watch. I've only given you one, but that's okay. No, you gave me two because I wrote down over the top. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, please watch that and report back to me. And I'm going to decide which of these to watch first. But yes. Okay. So where are we? Uh, I'm on three. You're on four. Okay. My number four is another one that people don't give a lot of love to, but I don't give a shit because I love it. And it is Love and Basketball. Such a great movie. I love this movie so much. Like Such a great movie. That was on my, that was, I was on my list, if not on my list, in my head. Yeah. Like, it's a great movie. And I don't really understand why people don't give it a lot of credit because I think it, it gives you a real like real story into how if this was a real relationship to a male and female basketball stars that 
or players that grew up together that went to high school, then go off to college. Like, I feel like this is how their lives would actually play out. Mm -hmm. Like, and especially with, you know, when one's doing better and the other one's not doing so great, you know, there's jealousy and then there's, you know, space difference and success difference and all of these different things happen, but they ultimately still make their way back together. So really it's a love story. Like I understand that that's the main thing, but I think the basketball plays a lot into it. And I also, I like seeing the portrayal of a woman going into the WNBA of women's basketball. It's not just about the guy, like they're both great at their sport and they both want to succeed in their sport and they're not willing to give up their they are willing to forego their individual relationship with each other to see stuff succeed but then ultimately spoiler alert they do end up back together so it has a powerful ending i i really really would say because like like when their daughters play basketball yeah the my that's one of my favorite parts at the very end where you see the mom playing in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. And where's the husband sitting courtside yeah. with their daughter showing right. it's I, during that time of movies, you didn't see that the man would right. have been on the court playing. The mom would have been with the kid and she and would have been a trophy it. wife sitting on yes. the sideline with the kid. And they like, switched it. And I yeah. really appreciated that. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's what, how I feel about my wife. If she becomes famous, I have no problem taking the back seat and doing what I need to do to make sure our future endeavors are good. Well, like, but because you also understand that in a marriage, there's not a backseat. No, like, there isn't. People, and I don't mean that you meant anything bad about saying that, because I know you didn't, but people use that phrase and it's like, no, that's not how marriage works. You're Yes, exactly. You're 50-50, no matter who is doing what, but I understand, I don't, I, I don't understand now, but I kind of get how some men can't get on board because that's how a lot of guys are raised that they have to be the provider but it's it's a 50 50 you're a team it's not whether professionally one person could be the breadwinner that doesn't mean that at home or in other areas the other person isn't equally as valuable and oh my i mean nice to see that celebrated (laughs) in in 100 honesty me and my wife make jokes about it because usually uh i'm the quote-unquote breadwinner but since I lost my job, my wife likes to go around and goes, I'm the breadwinner now. I'm like, look at me. I get to tell you, no, right? you cannot buy that. Here's the bacon. Go buy it, motherfucker. Or go fry it. <laughs> exactly. So it's, she has fun with it. And I, I'm not upset by and that's it because, cool. yeah. because I, mean, I get it. I mean, right now I'm out of a job. Thank God I'm provided with, through my union that I will get one sooner or later. Great. But at the same time, we understand, okay, well, you're going to be doing this for right now, but don't worry. I'll be taking care of this. I'll be taking care of that. The things that you usually do, it's a good trade-off. And that's what most people don't understand. And that's what we see in this movie too. Yes. And when, when what in a, in a marriage, in a relationship, when one of you is successful, you're both successful. Exactly. But also it's, it's okay to see him kind of like, you know, he gets hurt or whatever. And it, I I can't imagine as a professional athlete to lose your career and especially if your significant other was at the height of their career that that would be an easy thing to deal with like I can sympathize that that would be a tough scenario but they they pull it off really well in the movie and it's such a good love story and it's so sweet and you know any movie that is this good and celebrates black actors I am all for it because they you know need more movies like this and 
I wish there were more movies like this. <laughs> Such a good movie. I just, yeah, I cry and I love it. So um, my husband's like, oh, that movie's boring. And it's like, because he doesn't like not boring. He doesn't like sappy. He doesn't love like this. dramatic love stories. He's okay with rom-coms, but when it's, I mean, he won't watch The Notebook or Titanic or whatever. And That's like, the one movie I won't watch is The Notebook. Yeah. I've had so many of my friends try to make me watch it. Nope. I run. I, why though? Why? Because now it's become a game for me. Yeah. <laughs> Same with my husband. We have been together for 14 years. I have not gotten him to watch the notebook. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a funny movie. It's a, it's a drama, but it's also a good, I think, basketball it's, it's movie. Cute. and love it's story. It's a so. cute movie. It's a very cute movie. Yes. So. All right, number three. Here's where here's where my really truly truly favorite ones are going to come in. So, mine is, and I'm so happy that you may mentioned um, more African American movies or more black movies because mine was my number three is the basis of that because it broke the baseball barrier in the movie number forty two. Yes, that is 42. a great movie. Chadwick Boseman, yes. like rest in peace, to capture <laughs> to capture Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. dude. You had the weight of the world on your so- shoulders because, and he portrayed it great. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Harrison Ford, uh, I mean, like the Harrison Ford gives a like performance of his lifetime. Like I, mm-hmm. I know he has so many great movies: Star Wars, Blade Runner, yeah. Indiana Jones. But to Air me, Force nothing, One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But get nothing, off my plane. Okay, but sorry. <laughs> nothing, nothing he's done has hit harder than him yelling into the phone where he's yelling at his manager, I think it is, where he's like, and when you die, you can look St. Peter in the face. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, mm-hmm. like I'm about ready to shit my pants. <laughs> How like dramatic he was in it's that. It's really role. good. It's unbelievable. And like with everything going in the world today, and like I don't mean to go political, but I have to right now because this movie shows you what it does detrimentally towards another human being saying a racial slur. Mm -hmm. When you were, we were just talking about um, the kindest people in the world in the movie business. Mm-hmm. Alan Tick Tuckman or uh Alan what's his name? Uh from the ginger haired guy. Uh, I can never pronounce his last name. He was on Firefly. Uh, why do I not know who you're talking Tiddick. about? I, Alan Tiddick. Oh, okay. Uh, here, hold on. I get a picture of him real quick for you. Um, but like he to me, Alan Alan Tuddick. Uh, he to me seems like one of the nicest guys in the fucking world here to see mm-hmm. if I can get it. Mm-hmm. One okay. of the nicest guys, like the way that you see him do interviews is kind of like Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. He just wants to perform to bring people. Johnny Depp, that was another one I was thinking of. Yeah, Sorry. there you go. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. Um, but he just seems to be like one of those nicest guys mm-hmm. ever. And he plays this role where he says every yeah fucking racial term known to man he even calls joe dimaggio a fucking wop so like Mm -hmm. and i applaud actors for that because i couldn't do that like no 
I understand like that. Well, I don't understand, but I know that that people can say like if me and I was in theater, like I was a drama geek, so whatever. But I don't think that I could say I won't say the N word. Like I don't yeah. even even in rap music where it's like, and I I have a you very beat yourself. <laughs> I have a very close black friend who because honestly like going off on this for a second, we got into a thing because I used to be of that mindset of why can black people say the word? And I can't when it comes to music. Yes. And I never, I just couldn't wrap my head around it because to me, the word is so awful that I, I didn't understand why anybody would say it. And the way that she explained it to me was so genius. And I use this with other people. She was like, okay, it's about ownership of the word. So the N word without the R on the end or whatever the ER mm-hmm. like when black people say it to each other it's like when you and I call each other bitches or whores we don't really mean that, that we're not yes like she was like you would punch a guy in the face if he called you a bitch or a slut or a whore but if I call you that like in a conversation you, you know would that you would yeah. laugh at it and I was like yeah you're right I can't actually argue with that because she's right and so but to me, across the board, I can't say the word. I don't care. Like, even yep. if I'm by myself and it comes on in a song, I don't say it. It's and, yeah. and so it's hard for me to understand how other people can. And as an actor, especially a white actor, I would I would die inside if I had to say that word in a movie, especially if there are black people off. on the set. Like, I would oh die. My God. And he plays it off so yeah. well. Ugh. And like, this movie... To me, like if anybody has any, like, like I would be like, can I get you a racism. coffee? Can I massage yeah. you? Can I give you a million dollars? I'm oh, so sorry. Insane. Like if anybody, like if you're racist at all, like I know, like probably none of your listeners are, but if like, they just, are, they need to stop fucking listening to my show. But still, like, just put this movie on, and then you'll understand yeah. where people are coming from. Because like the way that Chadwick Boseman like plays it, where he destroys those mm-hmm. bats. I have a bat that's from the Major League Baseball, from Doug Marabelli. Those are not easy, too. They can. I mean, Bo Jackson makes it look easy. Those things are not easy. And my bat is actually partially broken a little bit. And there's no way I'm bending it or snapping it. So, like, it's insane. And uh, to go on what you were just talking about, have you ever heard the story of uh, Blazing Saddles when uh, the guy in the black hat has to say the N-word? Have you ever heard of that story? Yeah, I've heard of most of the Blazing Saddles stories because it's like, again, cringy with like the. It's, but it's making fun of that. Right. So that's why Mel Brooks is a comical genius. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it's amazing. But the guy that wears, for those that don't know, the guy that wears the black hat in Blazing Saddles could not say the N word, just like you couldn't. He felt so bad saying it that he mm-hmm. just did not want to say it. And the actor that was playing the main character was black. And he finally took him down and goes, listen, we're on a movie set. You have to say these words. I get it. Just go ahead and say Mm-mm. it. And it's okay. And that gave him the courage to say it because he was getting acceptance to say it. And I still the guy, think I could. <laughs> but the, this is the best part. The guy then goes up to him and goes, but however, if you say that word off this set, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> it's, like the it's a documented thing. It's absolutely hysterical, but I give major props to those actors yeah. and the actors nowadays that have to say that word because 
I feel like most of them don't want to say it. Well, I hope they don't want to. That's that's the hope is that you know you can make these movies and like like Django Unchained and like other I mean like you think about Kiefer Sutherland in a time to kill, how many times he had to say that word? (laughs) And I don't think Kiefer Sutherland is a racist, but like you know, I hope not anyway, but it's like I I applaud them for being able to do that because I don't I couldn't do it. Like no way. I, I don't care if my best friend looked me in the face and said, Hey, call me the or or don't even say it to me, just say it out loud. Don't even yeah. look at me. I'd be like, no, can't do it, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just super uncomfortable with that word in general. I don't care if black people say it, I don't care if anybody says it. And I understand her point. I'm still just uncomfortable with it just because of what I what it means to me, but yes, I can respect what it means to them in a social context. Just like if she called me a bit called me a bitch, I'd know she didn't really think I was a bitch. And if my husband called me a bitch, I'd punch him in the dick. So. Exactly. <laughs> and like that, the other thing about this movie is it shows people that there's this one scene that it shows where kids aren't racist to begin with; mm-hmm. they are raised racist. And it's that one scene where the kid is excited to see Pee Wee Reese play the game. And then Jackie Robinson comes out and he hears his father start calling him names. And so what does the kid do? Follows in his father's footsteps. Of course. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where this movie has so much more meaning than just Mm -hmm. a sports movie. And it's absolutely fantastic. The actors, even the side actors are absolutely amazing. Like having to play a a person that doesn't want to be on the team with Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. and like then having this call out in <laughs> in the show in the movie and then try to be his best it, it's got to yeah. be detrimental to your head like it's totally yeah. a mind fuck it's a good movie yeah and I mean my my daughter was always like that you know she has always had an inkling for uh brown boys and good for her <laughs> that's fine hey, more more power to her yeah but um you know one one time i she said that somebody told her she had to marry someone the same color as her and i was like the fuck who told you that no oh, fuck yourself like <laughs> and seriously? then my you know my friend it was just so funny because we have um so my cousin her name is Ashley. And then one of my friends, her name is Ashley. And they were both around a lot. And my daughter was so little. She was like, well, Ashley who and Ashley who and fun. And she came up with this. I did not do this, but she would be like, is it cousin Ashley or brown Ashley? (laughs) (laughs) And so like, so she's like brown Ashley. (laughs) Yes. She's like chocolatey brown. She's so beautiful. But it's like, you know, she wouldn't have been like white Ashley and black Ashley because she doesn't know what that means. You know, she does. It's just like, (laughs) Uh, yeah you're right and that's but, the other thing like there's so much culture out there you can't stay in the same culture there's so much to learn mm-hmm. and so much to be enlightened about yeah i mean and a lot to yeah americans are so i'm saying americans like i'm not american but sometimes i know i was I'm like, to say don't i wish i wasn't american sometimes because y'all people are fuckholes <laughs> I like how you go, I wish I wasn't American, and then follow it up with an automatic y'all. That's y'all. like the most American. I know. It is. No, but I agree. Y'all means you. all. My my <laughs> wife is the same way. She goes, There are times where I wish I wasn't American. Yeah. Because she's she's traveled the world. I and, say it a lot. And, and she's sad. 
she stayed in Italy for six months, stayed in France for another year. Like she's seen yeah. everything and she's been all over this country. Like the country individuals aren't bad. It's the ones that make yeah. the loudest noise that we're getting portrayed as bad. And unfortunately sucks. in, in Texas where I'm at, it's the super, super, super alt-right, not even just the right. It's the super fucking crazy bitches that make the most noise and make us all look bad and i'm like i was about to say i got i got family out in florida so yeah <laughs> like and florida is pretty fucking crazy as well okay so let's move on yes great talk that was good stuff i liked it um but i could go <laughs> on forever so what are we on number three number three you're on number three i'm on number two all right so my one two and three are basically I could tie them all, but I had to put the them in, same way. I put them in order or I had to put them in order. So I did. My number three is the cutting edge. Me and my wife have been dying to watch that movie all during winter. I, you I, haven't seen, seen it? it? No, we, I have seen oh, okay. it. Okay. I'm almost okay. positive. I've seen it. If it's the one that I'm thinking of, I'm but almost positive. Cause they, well, because like there's been so many of them it's because like if I'm not mistaken, there's like six different cutting edge movies. Oh, I don't know. I've only I think there's only like two. Hold on, I gotta I look this up. Okay. But I think I've seen it. I'm almost positive I, if it's the movie I'm thinking of, I've definitely seen it. So the actor I was talking about is DB Sweeney. He's in hardball, he's the dick coach from the other team, and uh-huh. then he's he's also the main actor in the cutting edge. So Cutting oh, Edge yes, is I... an Olympic movie, obviously. Um, so it is about a spoiled Olympic princess who always does these couples routines but can never get to the gold. And then enter this hockey player who yep. uh, hurts himself or gets concussion or something, can't compete anymore, and gets dragged into figure skating. And so they become a pairs team trying to get to the Olympics. And it's a great insight into Olympic ice skating, which is one of my favorite sports ever. And um, I, 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 can't, I said ice skates. I meant ice skating. Um, figure skating is one of my favorite things in the entire world. I can't get enough of it. I love it. Ice dancing, figure skating. Like, I just love it all. It's so magical to me. And also one of the most athletic things you will ever see in your entire life. Um. And then, yeah, you've got this hockey player and this ice princess and they come together and they create these amazing routines and obviously fall in love like it's a love story, but. It's a great movie. The, I, I, I do realize I, it was the movie I was thinking of. Yeah. One of my favorite Olympic movies ever. Like it's a, it's a great movie about the Olympics and, and yeah, I mean, figure skating is, figure skating is hardcore and um you have to be a dancer too not only yeah yeah not for only sure. do all the tricks but you have to be a dancer i mean i can tell you, you have to be of- every kind of athlete to be a yes. figure skater you have to be a runner you have to be a weightlifter you have to be a dancer you have to be an acrobat like or a gymnast you have to be everything yes exactly it's really funny because that's one of my wife's favorite things to watch is figure skating even if the olympics mm-hmm. aren't on if she sees figure mm-hmm. skating, she wants to watch it. Me too. It's really funny because she nitpicks so hard when mm-hmm. they try to do their dancing routines. If their leg isn't straight enough, she goes, nope, did it wrong. Like, she'll call it out. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's business. Like, she's actually one of the judges. Nope, there's a mark. That's funny. Yeah. And and it's interesting, you know, because it's 
when you watch it, you're like, especially like figure skating versus ice dancing, the requirements are so different that they're so subtle. But yeah. it's like, you know, when you're watching as just a lay person, you're like, I don't know the difference between a double axle and a triple axle. But it's like, when you watch movies like this, or if you watch documentaries or whatever, um, like I recommend watching I, Tanya. like such a good movie, such a good movie. Margot Robbie was spectacular. And but what's you really her name just, from Moms? Um, oh, yeah. Um, she totally want, deserved an award. No. What is Chrissy her name? Jenny? Chris, Chrissy Jenny? Chrissy. Ah. Look her up because I love her. She was in Juno. She She's in so much stuff. Um, yeah, from Mom. But yeah, you get all this insight into the technicalities of how you score points. And I don't know. It's just, it's a very good movie about love family and figure skating so yep allison uh, janney allison janney thank you i adore her she is a underrated actress if there is any she i agree she's in so much stuff like i said she's in juno she's in um american beauty she's she's in so much stuff that she is just spectacular out here in out here in California, she even does the uh, commercials for Kaiser Permanente. Oh, nice! <laughs> which is our hospital. <laughs> yeah, <out here. laughs> that's awesome. No, I love her. So yeah, I think I think everybody can probably agree that The Cutting Edge is a a very good and decent sports movie. And did that movie even make the Moral Combat list? Because I don't think no. it did, and I was no, very upset not. about it. No, it, it definitely did not because I don't think anybody knew about that movie because i think because i know there was only one there was two movies that had to deal with ice on that list one was cool runnings which was mm-hmm. on my list Mine and the too. other one, one was goon which is on my list okay yeah goon I is mean, fucking phenomenal yeah <laughs> so is the cutting edge so it is it's a very good and i was right because they do have like six other movies too that they yeah, just kept I haven't going. Seen, yeah, I haven't seen me, any of them. Me and my I mean, wife are waiting for them to be free on Amazon Prime because we just want to like go from one to all six <laughs> just to see how bad they go. <laughs> yeah, but Moira Kelly and DB Sweeney, they they nail it. And um the dad who's the bad guy from the Rocketeer, who I love, and the guy from Lost, what is his name? Wait, uh the bad guy. Oh. Oh, I know what you're, ta- the ba- you're talking. The Lock from Lost. Anyway, he's a phenomenal actor too. So he is also in that movie. Uh, where is his name? Uh, Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I love him. Um, The Rocketeer. If nobody's seen that, love Such it. Such a good movie. <laughs> They're remaking it, by the way. No, really. Yep. Disney Plus. Mm. i heard that oh speaking of which also keanu reeves if you guys haven't don't know yet he's got a comic book out that's absolutely fantastic called berserker and that is coming out on netflix uh they've just released and it is going to be a bloodbath the whole comic Uh is all action okay it's going to be good it's a it's a very very good comic so be ready for that okay all right uh we're getting down to the nitty-gritty i'm i'm getting concerned what's your number two you're not gonna have my number one so what's your number two is it miracle or remember the titans the legs face? the wolf gentlemen the legs 
Feed the Wolf. Miracle is my second favorite sports movie of all time. For okay. Sure. Oh, it's too good. Fine. <laughs> I thought we were leaving those off. I didn't put Remember the Titans on my list. Damn it. I I, I was thinking about leaving it off, but I couldn't because anytime this movie go, comes on, I have to watch it. Okay. It tells everything about America. It tells everything about the Russians. It gave me one of my favorite favorite lines about russian people although i know it's not true and i'm sorry people they didn't cure communism you know it was just the olympics yes but it brought a whole country together when they were about ready to kill each other rocky four cured communism rocky (laughs) four had a guy going we can get together we We all can change. (laughs) Everybody can change. All right. That's a made up movie. This is based on real facts. That's true. So, but it's just, I mean, it's got one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. It's just like, what was it? How's it go? Uh, Don't these guys ever smile? They're Russian. They never smile. They get shot if they smile. good line probably true too and like um me and my wife were watching um what's called bad sport and they were doing the whole russian versus uh canada about the gold medals and how the judges were paid off to do that and even my wife looked and goes why aren't the russians smiling they just won the gold medal and they're not allowed i use that line yeah so good i mean they're not allowed Herb Brooks was a genius of his time. And yes. like even, even Matt, like had when he was in Minnesota, he went to the University of Minnesota to see Herb Brooks Stadium and see his gold medal. Blah, I mean, blah, 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 blah. Come on. <laughs> I'm, just, mean, kidding. I'm are, just kidding. These are it's just one of those things. That, I mean, it's it's basically saying let's take a bunch of college baseball players or college football players and put them up against the 1988 uh 49ers or the 1992 49ers or the 2004 uh new england patriots it's insane that these guys were able one it wasn't even the gold medal match it was to get to the gold medal yeah i'm with you i'm with you it's it's just and like you got that whole thing about every every state has their own little rivalry. I mean, the mm-hmm. United States, in California, it's NorCal versus SoCal, one hundred percent. The Rams versus Niners, oh, mm-hmm. it's a bloodbath. Dodgers versus Giants, forget about it. So you got these <laughs> college guys that all they want to do, they know they're not going to make it to the NHL, right? And so their biggest accomplishment is to win an NCAA championship. And now you're going to try to make them play together. <laughs> that's not gonna work that's the olympics and so i mean it, it's just a whole story about camaraderie something crazy going on i mean the cold war was going on yeah. gas prices are like they are now and we don't have to even deal with the whole fucking license plate bullshit that they had to deal with <laughs> so it's it basically said okay people this is what's going on. We are at each other's throats, but we have a common enemy. And let's see if we can yeah. get behind this one team. 
it worked for South Africa in Invictus. Yeah. In rugby. I mean, if you look all over the world, a country has that one sports moment that brought the country together. And this was it for us. Yeah. This sports brings it. people together. I, I know. I get it. It's kind of like the dream it team. It wasn't. Remember the Titans? whatever (laughs) fuck you you're off my show see you later never coming back (laughs) hey miracle is a great movie i stand i stand by my statement that remember the titans is better Remember the Titans is a good movie, but Miracle is better. You know what? Neither movie won the bracket, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) We're both losers in this scenario. And so is Matt, because that was his pick. (laughs) Anyway, Um, yes, Miracle's a great movie. I concur. That's fine. All right. All right. I I think we're done, because I don't think my number two is going to be your number one, and you won't have my number one. My number two is Major League. You, that was going to be my, that was this fucking close to being my number 10. Like I had it on two of my list as my number 10. I I, love that movie. uh, Me too. It is a movie that I will never turn off. If it's on TV, I will absolutely watch it every time. I don't care how many times I've seen it. I quote it so much. Um, So, I had a hard time because I really wanted to include a league of their own. But again, I just had to kind of go, there's a couple movies on this list that mean a lot to my heart, like this one and like hardball and cutting edge. But other than that, they're all just off the wall movies that I think are hilarious about sports. They're not. Yes. If I wanted to get serious about favorite sports movies, it's a different list, but it was too hard for me to narrow down when we're talking like broad and general sports. But my God, Major League, how can you, I mean. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's just, I mean, epic cast. It's hilarious. You know, the and the Indians, Please. the Cleveland Indians, now it's like, that's like their thing, you know, when they were the shit and <laughs> actually just shit, not the shit, because that implies that they're cool. They were just shit. Um. <laughs> they still kind of are <laughs> yeah i mean i just again there i cannot tell you how many times i have said are you trying to tell me that jesus christ can't throw a curveball up yours jabu <laughs> up yours jabu and you know we're just i'm gonna win the whole fucking thing like <laughs> It's just such a good movie. And it, you know, my husband and I have this huge debate because he thinks Major League Two is better. No, God. And I no. think he's full of, of donkey if you shit. If you can't get Wesley Snipes to play Willie Mays Hayes, it is not the same yeah. movie. Nope. I hit like Hayes and I run like Mays. <laughs> you may run like Mays, but you hit like you shit. Hit like shit. <laughs> And that that one that movie also gave me my dad's like favorite line to use on the baseball field. What's with all this Olay shit? Get your body in front of the ball. <laughs> oh, it's just, I mean, one of the most epic movies ever, in my opinion. And um, 
yeah, we, we fight about that all the time in our house. I'm like, it's you're an asshole. You suck. Major League one. Two is not, yeah, no. You can't beat Wesley Snipes and mm-hmm. uh, what's his name with the big freaking boa constrictor doing the cross on his locker mm-hmm. and Wesley Snipes coming through with the garden snake. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> No man, Toronto's oh. talking about sacrificing a whole chicken. <laughs> Brings out a KFC bucket meal. And then they're all reading like like the Cliff's comic notes comic Moby Cliff Dick. Notes version of the Moby Dick. This happens to be one of America's literature <laughs> pastimes. Really? Conflict? Yeah, it's uh, just yeah. And again, like the soundtrack. So, yes so many good songs in that movie too and i mean you just can't I, the whole cast is just so good you know and i mean you got oh geez so many good people and like i don't even know their names but whenever i see them it automatically goes to major leagues like the the guy that plays third base i can't i don't even know his oh. name, but he's the father Wait. in psych which guy is that? Uh, I don't know his name. Uh, because in the second one, he owns the team. See, and I don't even remember I the second one. I just remember, um, you know, like Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen and Renee Wesley Russo, Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, who's the oh. guy that's the dick? it's like so here you go roger dorn is the roger dorn but it's played by corbin bernson who is the father in psych oh okay so i haven't yeah i haven't seen that in a while so but yeah the dorn that guy is just hilarious and then when um ricky sleeps with his wife he's like she didn't tell me who she was (laughs) i swear to god i didn't know (laughs) Uh, such a you know what we're actually forgetting too huh one of the greatest along with john madden one of the greatest baseball announcers of all time bob uh euchre yes yes a bit outside he is so this guy threw his own kid in a father-son game (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Um, you, have you ever seen Major League Three back to the minors? No, no. Okay, so the <laughs> movie's not good at all. Oh, it's, it's cute and everything else. It's not good at all. But however, they brought back Bob uh, Euchre oh, and they nice. do this whole thing where they put a mask over one of the baseball players' heads to help him focus. And Bob Euchre does the same thing while announcing the game. Oh and his my partner, God. His partner goes... <laughs> He's like smoking this fat ass cigar and he goes, you can't be serious. You can't actually tell what's going on in the game. And he goes to take a puff and like Bobby Uger goes and Serrano comes up to the plate. He takes a couple practice swings and he gets deep in the box. Oh no, he kind of looks like he's like doing a little bit of rubber cut. And you just see the announcer just look at him and go, what the fuck is going on? That's hilarious. No, but, I did not watch that one. Oh, uh, Bobby, Bobby Uger makes that movie from like, yeah okay to superb like yeah. he he captures it so well and baseball is gonna gonna hurt badly once he yeah. passes away 
And I love the insight into baseball, even though it's all funny, you get the, you get the funny nuances of like, you know, that shit talking goes on at home base. Oh, He's like, 100%. What, what was he doing wearing her panties on his head? Like, you know, that they do shit like that. <laughs> Just I, so like funny. The other one. I like the one with Wesley Snipes going to look pretty stupid stealing second base with the shoes untied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it when Tom Bear just sees up, I don't think this one's got the distance. Like they just, you know, they do that shit, and it's so funny to me. So. It, it's too high. It's too high. What do you mean it's too high? <laughs> too high for the fans to catch? Uh, such a good movie. I hope I, everybody's I, seen Major League, but if you haven't, you're missing out. I like, was, I was really debating on that one going on my list. It, it. it it could have been easily replaced by a lot of these movies that I have on my list. Me too. Me too. But I, I, it, and that was what was so, that's why I kept ripping up pages, making my list. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, they're all great. So I don't, I don't blame you. Um, all right. What's your, what's your number one? There's no crying in baseball, a league of their own. Okay. Yeah. That was the only one I thought we were going to have on, on the list I, together. I almost it's, did. I really, I thought you might have major league. So I, I was really thinking about playing major league, but I, I went with uh, a league of their own because the heart warmer. It, it's just so freaking good. Yeah. So many great actors and actresses. Um, <clears throat> the little kid is just to die for it's he so makes that movie so well and the way that they just bring everybody back together again and mm-hmm. put them in the hall of fame i mean to me mm-hmm. i i've gotten I, like i told you i'm a big baseball fan so right i the one thing i haven't done in my life i got to see fenway park i got to see the house that ruth built i've done those are the only ones that I really care about to go to a stadium. The only thing that I really, really want to do is go to Cooperstown. It's the last mm-hmm. thing on my list for baseball. My buddy got, has gone through almost every stadium, but I don't care about the stadiums. The ones that really mean something to me are the ones that have the history. So like Wrigley yeah. Field, I need to go to. But like to say that you're a female and that you played in that era. Right. You are now amongst the names of Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio, Ty Cobb, mm. Lou Gehrig, Jackie Robinson. That's got to, that is something that no other woman can do. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, unfathomable. And, and the fact that they were expected to step up and do that and then just go back home when the men came home and go yep. back home to cooking, like, fuck not that only, shit not only play baseball but have to play it with makeup on that mm-hmm. is not and skirts. like it is now and skirts and the gloves that they had to use are not like our gloves that we have today oh, yeah. and so it's and, it's and do you know what it's like to get hit right in the tits with a baseball i've had many of my friends tell me it's it sucks <laughs> it, it's not cool <laughs> Uh, and it's you're also gonna the, lose. You're gonna <laughs> lose. That kid was such an asshole. Oh, so bad. And to me, it has one the greatest line in any movie ever. The best insult that everybody forgets about. Okay. It's right after he says there's no crying in baseball. And he turns to the umpire when the umpire is finished talking to him and goes, 
By the way, did I ever tell you you look like a penis <laughs> with a hat on? Oh my God. And then he's like, you're out of here. <laughs> if I ever play baseball again or like <laughs> coach, I just want to say that line just so I can get tossed out of a game. Yes. It is so great of a line. And I'm I, wondering I, if that was improv. <laughs> I could see it. Tom Hanks is hilarious. I love like poor kids. She's like, do you ever see how people introduce us? This is our daughter, Dottie. And this is our other daughter, Dottie's sister. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such a good movie because I I feel even though I, for everybody who is listening or whatever, I cannot stand Lori Petty. I I hate her. (laughs) And it's it's through no fault of her own. Her voice grates on my last fucking nerve. But... (laughs) but she's very good in this movie and i can i can sympathize with her character being like i just want to be out from under your shadow you know yes and that's the other thing that i love about this movie it's you got a whole uh inception predicament did she actually knock the ball out or did the sister actually let go of the ball right to this day i have no fucking clue yeah and I I think Dottie gave it to her, but I don't want to think that because then it's like, you know. Did you really win the championship? But it, it's one of the greatest questions in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, is this real or is this fake? Like, uh, okay, gun to your head. What do you think? I think she gave it to her. Oh, I think she knocked it out. I don't, I don't think that uh, Dottie being, because if she was really That's done with true. baseball, she would not have come back. And if she was really wanting to play, she would have done anything she could to win. True. But the way that they cut it and the but way her, that they edited it. How proud she was of her too, though. I think it would be better if she did actually, her sister did actually beat her and she was still that proud of her. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things that you, you, nobody would ever know except for the actual writer. Right. Because the actual writer probably wrote it a different way. We don't know. Or the right. editor just cut it that way. No, it's one of the best movies ever. And also, how great is John Lovitz in that movie? Even though he has such a small part. <laughs> like, I'm going to go home, take a shower, and give the wife a little pickle tickle. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Such but funny is great. The other thing that I really liked about this movie, too, was that they did a little nod to the african-american women that were not able to play to show that they actually had skill also they didn't have to do that but there's a lot of african-american women that did play their own little league and were probably just like jackie robinson better than Mm -hmm. a lot of the women out there yeah no it's again on my on my list and such a great movie and yeah i Again, if we're talking like, you know, actual favorite, blah, 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 I would put that easily in my top five is like, you know, I just, this was so hard for me. So I was like, I have to go a little off the cuff because yeah, it's. That's why I decided all the sports and not just have a select category. Cause if it was select, I could really pick and choose but if it was all sports it's harder and I wanted to give myself a challenge. I I wanted to give myself a challenge. All right. Well, my number one um, will not come as a shock to anybody who knows me very well and and listens to the podcast on the regular. 
Um, it is the Karate Kid. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Chuckles? Because it's such a great movie. Okay. Like, why are you laughing movie. at me? <laughs> well, because I just finished Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. How much do you love it? It's so good. I am in love with Johnny Lawrence. I want to marry him and have like 10,000 of his babies. Um, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, Karate Kid easily in my top five favorite movies of all time. Everybody knows this about me. It's not a secret, but karate is a sport. Great sports movie. And I mean, there is nothing bad to say about the Karate Kid. So, you know. yeah, I love it. Okay, <laughs> this this is something bad to say. Who is the bad guy, technically? In the movie, it's Johnny Lawrence. Johnny was a really? bully. Yes, really? yes. Really? After yes. everything we've seen in yes. How I Met Your Mother and in Cobra Kai now, can you really okay. say that? Yes, because, <laughs> because Daniel's the new kid. He doesn't know anybody. Allie broke up with Johnny. Daniel didn't steal his girl. If anybody's the bad guy there, it's Allie. Either she didn't make it clear to Johnny or she was lying to Daniel. But Johnny was the bully. I don't think that other than the whole, you know, dance with the water hose thing, Daniel didn't really do anything wrong. Now, in Cobra Kai, Daniel's kind of a dick. So the the real question is... (laughs) My wife says the same thing. (laughs) He's kind of a dick. You know who my favorite this guy. You know who my favorite character in that whole show is? Amanda LaRusso. She is a fucking badass, and I love her. Oh, the mom? The Daniel's wife, yeah. Yeah. I love her. Um, the the real question is: was Daniel's winning kick an illegal kick? That's where everybody is like, and even my husband's like, it was an illegal kick. And I'm like, I I don't agree, but I don't really know. The, the the thing that this is this is my point of view because like I, as I told you before the, we started the podcast I've been trying to take Jaekwondo because I have mad mm-hmm. respect for Bruce Lee and I wanted to be more like him um the way that I'm gonna view it is what would happen in a real fight would that kick be legal in a real fight and you bet your fucking ass there is everything above the absolutely- waist is a point there is absolutely no rules in an actual fight. So why the hell? That, that was one of my big problems with karate. Everything is point-based. In a fight, it's not going to be point-based. It's going to be, not, can you knock the motherfucker down? But that's not how it works in martial arts. It's, it's not a fight to the death. Uh, try Jaekwondo. It's something totally different. <laughs> Everything above the waist is a point, but also Johnny didn't get a point for punching Daniel in the face. So I think that's where the confusion is. The confusion comes because I would consider Daniel's kick a legal kick, a point. But also, if Johnny punched Daniel in the face, I think that's a point, unless there's a rule against that, which they just didn't really explain. Very true. Because the way you know, the way it was explained at the beginning is everything above the waist is a point. And like you said, like the Karate Kid is a fantastic movie. Mr. Yes. Miyagi is fucking phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the actor? The actual actor's name? Uh, Pat Morita. 
Yes, because I've been binge watching uh, Boy Meets World and he has a little cameo in that. And nice. it's awesome. And he goes, he does the whole line. What do you want me to say? Wax on, wax off? Mm. No, <laughs> it's, he's so great. Like That movie is a great telling of a story of an I underdog. I love it. Um, yeah. And also telling you, you don't know anybody's pain until they mm-hmm. allow you to see it. Because you all, everybody thought Mr. Miyagi was just this happy-go-lucky guy mm-hmm. until you see him get drunk. And I, and we, I die at that part. Oh, it God. is heart-wrenching. It is and heart-wrenching. I, I think it's important to realize because his wife is in Japan and is losing their baby, but he's fighting for the American mm-hmm. army. Yep. So he's not on the other side, which shouldn't matter. But I think you have to feel even more compassionate towards him because he's Japanese and he's fighting in the American war against Japan and Germany and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then his wife and his child are dead over there because he's not with them. Like, God damn it. That it just, I can't, I cry so Uh, hard. He he also, I mean, he was a, comical genius in that movie too mm-hmm. especially when they're trying to catch the fly with the chopsticks mm-hmm. he's like it takes great position daniel son and then <laughs> you daniel, beginner luck <laughs> and then he goes and then there's a thing called dumb luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was he was very good and what's crazy is that in real life he was actually very well spoken like he spoke english very very well very, very and a lot well. of people didn't know that i didn't know that for a long time like, I didn't realize that that was just him portraying his accent. Like, he's extremely well-spoken. I was like, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> a, he, uh, there's actually a documentary coming out about him relatively soon here on Amazon Prime. And it looks really good because you just see him, like, I think it was, like, his wife uh, videotaped him just before he died. And you mm-hmm. just see him just goofing off like he takes the chopsticks puts it in between his lips and just goes <laughs> nice. me, 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 me. like he's just a big he's a big old kid he, i know he reminds you my he reminds you of your grandfather like he yes that guy that just wants to have fun with you and it, the and he's forever captured in all the movies and shows mm-hmm. that he did because he was also in happy days like yeah you can watch this guy over and over again and he will bring a, a great smile actor. to your face. Yes. Bring an absolute smile to your face. Ralph Macchio, eh. <laughs> I was in love with him growing up, so I can't I can't say anything. But um, <laughs> I'm in love with Johnny Lawrence now, so. <laughs> oh, he's so good. That show is so good. By the way, so I, good. a lot of people will not give this movie credit. Uh, the newest Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I actually it. really did like it. I wish Will Smith's kid wasn't in it. I wish it was somebody else. But at the yeah, same time, I like him. I think Jackie Chan portrayed um did as a sensei very well. Yeah. I mean the whole thing with the car. Oh my uh, god, I just wanted to die. I mean, you want to talk like, about you had both of them mm-hmm. do it so Mr. Miyagi's and the other Mr. Miyagi technically and both of them are just heart heart yeah. my thing with that one is I don't look at it as a remake I just look at it as a separate movie if, because if you do that it's great it is only, very good the only problem I had with it is how young these kids were beating the shit out of each other 
like in Karate Kid, they're juniors and seniors in high school. These kids were middle schoolers. Yes. Like I was like, it it was hard for me to watch. And the bullying in middle school was brutal. That kid. Well, that's real life, but that is real life. But at the same time, that one was that one was epically brutal. Yeah. Well, those are some good lists. We did not have any in common, but that's okay. I think I think our long lists would have a lot of overlap. And again, I didn't, you know, I didn't go super conservative with like what would be my actual right favorites because there's just too many. So there is. So are we back to mortal enemies? No. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. USA. USA. <laughs> I'm not going to argue against that, especially against the commies. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I have to agree with you on that. Shit. (laughs) You do realize you just keep digging yourself a bigger hole. (laughs) We'll be fine. I don't hate you anymore. (laughs) Not yet. You haven't really gotten to know me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what does he say? What did I say in major league? We're, Oh no, he says we're not something anymore. Oh, uh, in the commercial God. or whatever. Damn. Oh, we're not losers anymore. <laughs> something like that. And they're doing never, that. Never, never steal home, home without, without it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I want to go watch that. But actually, I'm going to go watch Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken tomorrow. So that sounds like a good one to watch. I'm going to finish up uh, First Olympics here, especially since Winter Olympics are coming around. And I, I know. can't. I'm excited. I'm excited. Can't wait to see Sean White do his last run for a gold medal. Uh, I grew up I watching know. him. Yeah, I grew up watching him. He was right around the same age I was. And I was like, "Fuck this kid. He's so fucking talented." <laughs> and it's so dangerous and scary. And like, but yeah, the Winter Olympics are my jam. Like the Summer Olympics are cool too, but. Winter Olympics are where it's at, in my opinion. Winter is so much fun. The only thing that I'm really excited about is that no NHL players are going to be playing in the hockey uh, Olympics because of the whole COVID thing. And NHL has a problem with uh, the Olympics and the time and the COVID and everything else. And it's all political bullshit. Yeah. Oh, well. No miracle on the ice this year. Actually, there still could be. Yeah, that's they're, true. they're still playing hockey. They're, that's true. And that's still true. college okay. kids. So guess what? I win. <laughs> I will always root for Team USA. So, well, thank you for being here. This was so much fun. I'm excited, and we'll have to get David on here so we can do our super troopers, whatever we're gonna do. Because I'm excited I about that. Go down because that those are one of my favorite movies. And also, if you ever do a Kevin Smith movie uh quote or something i would be so down to that because that's my favorite director and actor i'm trying i'm trying like hell to get my wife to be in one of his movies oh i would love that i for her i just i love kevin smith too yeah i i his movies are my college years are all kevin smith movies like just i've adored everything so his his movie of dogma opened my (gasps) eyes to religion like it is so good. Dogma is one of the best movies ever. And I have kind of gone and off the religion spectrum somewhat, but Dogma is just amazing. A lot of people haven't watched it and they had, they would be questioning yeah, it's a so lot good. of things. 
has uh okay i'm going to save all my comments for that if you ever okay. do one so we'll do it let's do it <laughs> All right. Well, it is my bedtime now. So thank you or past my bedtime, but it's okay. It's yeah, cool. I'm sorry. I'm Hey, it's cool. Chatty Kathy. Me too. We had fun and um, I will uh, talk to you soon. And I don't know what I have coming up. I'm going on vacation next week. So that's all I can think about right now. Well, we um, do have the James Bond thing. That's that is true. On. And I'm I think me and you have dominate your ass one or two oh i bet you are i i could not i don't even pick pierce bronson movies because those are the ones that i remember the best but i haven't seen james bond in about like two two or three years now and yeah. i feel like i'm missing out on something so i gotta go back I, and rewatch. honestly david asked me to do it and i was like yeah that sounds cool and then i'm like i'm not a james bond nerd like all these other people are. not not in a bad way but like i just don't know it that well so i was like nope. well um i got golden eye bond so that's that's, that's my, a good one. That's my golden ticket, I hope. Um, and then I, I also think my ticket. my Bond girls will get me some because I got a twofer. Yes, you that, did. That was my only thing was to, once he said that the villain Bond girls still counted, I was like, okay, if I can get a, a, a movie with two Bond girls, I'm golden. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, we'll talk on one of those. Um, well, enjoy your evening. Thank you for coming. And to everybody else, what am I gonna? Yes, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Bye.